I know I need to size up a few. And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing it with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Clark Shoe Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll talk some wrestling. We'll have yeah. some fun. AEW, <laughs> too. We, we got y'all this oh, time. AEW. We got y'all. I promise. We got yes. y'all this time. AEW will be here. In all his glory, with you know some, some hate, some hate, of course, by maybe, yours truly, Devin. Maybe we never know. <laughs> AEW is trash, by the way. I gotta be consistent. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> thank y'all for being here. Those of you that are here right now, I appreciate y'all. And yeah, I mean, we're gonna get right into it. There's a lot of wrestling going on. Obviously, we're gonna talk about the Tribal Chief. Obviously, we're gonna yes, talk about Sami yes. Zayn. We got a lot going on. Oh man! Oh, oh. early happy Valentine's yes. Day wish. Thank you, thank you. Shout appreciate out to David. You, appreciate, appreciate it, appreciate yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah let's get right. Time. Speaking of Valentine's Day, you know, NXT had a pay-per-view called Vengeance Day. That's their twist on the whole holiday Valentine's Day. They don't yeah. do Valentine's Day, they do Vengeance Day. So, and yeah, surprise, surprise. We're going to talk a little bit about NXT. Just a quick little recap, you know, about what we saw from that pay-per-view it, it, it passed uh, what was it last sunday last saturday last saturday last saturday last saturday okay. so last saturday vengeance day happened and yeah like i wasn't even sure if i was gonna watch the show honestly i wasn't sure you know i knew that there was some some decent matches on the card but overall i was like eh, i'm not sure if i'm gonna watch the show we'll see you know and then eventually i did end up seeing the show i did end up seeing it for the most part you well, know here and there like got through the whole thing and uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of share our general thoughts on what happened on the yeah. show. Why don't you go first? Because I know that, that you were definitely more excited about seeing this show than I yes! was. But go ahead and, and uh, say, say your piece, man. 2.0. You know <laughs> how I'm always talking about it. We really don't break it down like we used to. But man, we had a, a phenomenal watch along. Shout out to Ivan. We had it on his platform, Circle of Debate, with Tim, with Dom. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Dom. It was Nick, Nick from the Universal. Oh man, it was a good time, bro. We had a we had a real good time. Uh, general thoughts, bro. Phenomenal card, phenomenal yeah. card. Let me run down the card real quick too, just Go for ahead. those that maybe didn't see it. I got the card right here in front of me. It was Wesley versus Dijak. Wesley ended up winning and retaining the NXT North American Championship. We had a NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match between Fallon, Fallon Henley, Kiana James going against Katana Chance and Caden Carter, the yes. longest reigning NXT Women's Champions of all time and the longest reigning champions no more. They lost Fallon Henley and Kiana James under 
questionable means, ended up becoming the new NXT Women's Champions. You got Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews. Melo, don't miss. Two out of three falls. We didn't need a third fall. Straight sweep. Two for two. He shot two for two. Two for two. Two for two. Man, just dominated them. It was it was something. It was something. I mean, so we'll talk about that. We had a fatal four-way for the NXT Tag Team Championships. It was Gallus taking on Pretty Deadly, taking on Chase U, taking on the New Day. And at the end, New Day were the champions then. Another title change. They are no longer champions. You got Gallus. Yes, Gallus, Gallus. as your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Then you had, ooh, triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. You had Roxy, Roxanne Perez, defending her title against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Toxic attraction. They went in with a game plan. Game plan didn't go quite as planned. Roxanne Perez survived. She is still <laughs> your NXT Women's <laughs> Champion. And yeah, there was a follow-up after that. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. And then the main event, cage match, Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller. Finally, let's get a definitive winner. Who is the champion? Well, it is still and still Braun Breaker. And Grayson Waller not too happy about that, as no, you, some of you may have seen, too. My man so, was mad, mad. Yeah. So <laughs> there's what happened on the card. Just giving you the facts, the context. Yes. All right, Devin, back to you. Appreciate it, brother. So like I said, man, phenomenal card, phenomenal wrestling. It was just on point wrestling. I did not see not, not one butt, not one botch, not one like misstep. It was just on point. Even with the, the tag team uh, wrestling match with the ladies, man, it was just on point. Mm. Fallon, Kiana James, I like the story they was telling at first. They, they were trying to feel each other out. They were trying to get a feel for each other uh, chemistry. Then it just grew throughout the match. Got the dub. Heel tactic, but smart. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Hey, so hey, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Eddie. So love that, love that man. Match of the motherfucking night. Wesley and Dijak just mm. the first match. The first yeah, the match. Yeah, they just ripped the bandaid off, bro. It was like bump this man. We just gonna go balls out. Wesley getting thrown around like a little like a little puppy, man. Like nothing. Dijak mm -hmm. just showing a power game, and then Wesley. Finding his opportunities with the agility of that mix. And then, oh, the near finishes. Oh, my God. And then the finish of Dijak having his fucking finger dislocated. I don't know if it was dislocated was or broken from that ending scene was wild. Uh, the Federal Four-Way Tag Team match was bananas. I was going for Chase. You, Chase, you was over. Andre Chase is over. You heard the crowd. He was in his hometown. Yes, hometown. Yeah, hometown. North Carolina. And I was going for it, but I am cool with the swerve of Gallus going there, meaning business. But it was just great tag team wrestling in that fatal four-way. It seems like it wasn't a big mess because you had two teams at a time taking their, you know, getting their time inside the ring. And then, you know, a little bit of all the teams in there. But it was just lights out crazy. The women's match, uh, beautiful storytelling there. Gigi Darling, JC Jane. First, you know, all right, we're going to tag team this 2v1. Two, two and then, you know, hey, this is, this is every woman for each other, for themselves. And then you, you've seen, uh, you seen Roxy Perez taking advantage of that, being smart. And I'm cool with that as well. The championship match, shout out to the sous chef, Shawn Michaels, for putting that little stipulation in. You cannot win by yeah. escaping the cage match. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was Thank good. Thank you. 
yes, that was needed. And I love that stipulation. So everything pretty much stayed within the cage. You seen Waller trying to look like he wanted to escape, but in the end, he he mean he he was meaning business. Uh, I love it how he t- he had tied Brown Baker to the ropes, and he was just taking his time, giving him spears, kicking him. So it was just beautiful storytelling there. And I'm cool with the decision of Brown Baker. I get it, and you know he he's still that dude. But it's another guy on the way. I, I saved the best for last two. For two, this is like one B match in the night right here. I gotta give it to Carmelo mm-hmm. and Apollo Cruz just putting on the the bar burner of a match right there. And I love how we got a we got a back-to-back pinfalls out of this two out mm-hmm. of three. It was a clean sweep, it was d- definitive. All right, you're done, Apollo. You're done. <laughs> All right, <laughs> back of the line, bro. Made it mm. crystal clear. Love the end of the match. From the Grayson Waller and Braun, and then you got Melo coming out, pointing at Braun like, hey, I got next. So I, I, I love the tease for that. But in the end, phenomenal card, bro. I gave it an A-plus doing my watch along. Wow, A-plus. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so my my reaction to the whole thing, my general thoughts was, um, you know, it was entertaining. I had a lot of fun with it. You know, that opening okay. match definitely was awesome. You know, first of all, starting off with Charlotte um, – like Charlotte Flair doing the intro was cool. Um, that was a nice touch yep. seeing her, um, you know, like kind of introduce everything. And then she was bringing out the wrestlers in the video. You know, you saw Braun Breaker in the video it was cool. So I like that. And then the feel of it being in an arena instead of being at the PC was awesome. Like this was the first time that that's happened in a long time. You know, even at the end of Black and Gold, we were, we were at the PC. over Portland. Yeah, I, I can't even remember. I'm not I sure. Remember. You may be right. You might yeah. be right. But, you know, it's been a while. So it was a breath of fresh air to see them in front of a crowd, see them on the road. Uh, Wesley had a like a video diary that hit uh, the Internet, which showed him, you know, traveling to Charlotte and him and his wife, you know, and the wife, the emotion from her, too, was real cool. I'd seen the match before I'd seen that. So yeah. it was it was cool either way you see it. But, you know, just seeing how she supports him. And then that, you know, knowing what happens in the match, it was like, oh, man, that's cool. So, you know, definitely I, I was already a big fan of Wesley, but this kind of puts it even to a higher stratosphere where I'm up. just I'm rooting for this dude to up. go as high as he can go, man. Like West West Side, like let it be on the West Side. Let that championship stay <laughs> on the West Side for as long as possible. So I'm a Wesley fan for sure. And Dijak, man, with that dislocated finger was crazy. Like I didn't even I don't know when it happened. I don't know what move it was. But they zoomed in on it at the end, and that looked crazy. And some of those moves were stiff, too, during the match, the, the kicks from Dijak. Yeah, this yeah. definitely was a match of the night. Just the way that they went mm, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Anybody could have won this match. Yes, sir. Um, and Dijak really went out there, put on a show. So, yeah, man, fun, fun matchup. Definitely yeah. a great way to start the start the card. Um, Let me get these shout-outs out the way, man, because I see they coming in. Shout out to Tim, Tim King show. Yeah, what's what's good? On, yes. We see you in the building. Hey, Mike De Niro, I got you, bro. Another bloodline brother right there. Wrestling DeLorean podcast. And then we got Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Another bloodline brother. We the ones. He got that damn right. What up? What up? We got the bloodline in the building right now. We appreciate it. And World League, I got y'all. Cool, cool. All right. Appreciate it. Coming in. Coming in. Settle in. Enjoy the show. Hit that like button. <laughs> yeah, so so far so good to start the show. Now, after that, 
All right, we had the women's tag team match, which I wasn't as invested into this match as I was the the match, the Wesley Dijak match. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I understand, um, you know, Katana Chance and Caden Carter and just them being long, the longest reigning women's champions in NXT history. But I don't know. I feel like I've never been bought into them as a team. I feel like they are just kind of like, okay, they – they have chemistry, right? Yeah. They they are like really good friends. You can feel that. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if I truly ever bought into or believed that they could be that dominant of a tag team. And it just kind of, I don't know, there's something about it that takes me out whenever I see them. And I'm trying to convince myself that they're actually this dominant of a tag team. Is it their size? They, they are a bit on the smaller side. I don't think it's I don't know what it is, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't really take the time to really break that down as far as like what it is. It's just a general feeling that I have. Like when they were saying, Oh, yeah, they're the longest reign. I'm like, really? And then I'm then with that, you would think, well, maybe they're the best tag team, but I'm like, there were other tag teams, like even Toxic Attraction, honestly. I yeah. felt like I would I respect that team more so than I did this team. You okay. know, so this one right here, I'm just the way watching the match, I'm like okay you know like i never really felt like oh they're gonna win or they're gonna right. it was like they could lose you know they could and when they lost it wasn't a big shock to me now i'm not watching it week in and it week was a shock out, to so, me because yeah because yeah. they weekend they've week been out. campus for a while exactly I get it. putting in the work clean like, chemistry on the tag team side so yeah i, I don't know and that. i'll say this i think um katana chance well yeah. okay so katana chance kidding carter i want to make sure i'm not mixing them up so, because yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, which is which? Which one are you? Right? Katie Carter's with the tattoos. Katie Carter's with the Long tattoos. Head, okay, yeah, Katana, yeah. Chance, well, yeah, Katana yeah. Chance, I was going to say, right. is the one that I kind of believe in a little bit more because of the athleticism. Like, there's things that she can do that I'm like, okay. Like, I buy in a little bit more into her. You know, like, her partner, I'm like, you know, I don't know. There's just something about her. I guess I never got over. She was so much like Ember Moon when she first came into NXT. And I'm just like, it, it always kind of felt like, no, nope, you're not that. You know, you're not you're not on that level. And then, <laughs> you know, now she's in this tag team and it's cool. But I'm like, what yeah. makes you special? Like, what is it about you that really makes you like, okay, you're that chick, right? And yeah. so, and I, and she's... She's got talent. She's got skill. That's cool. But there's just something missing for me with with her wrestling and her character overall that I just kind of don't completely buy into her yet. You know, so whereas Katana Chance, like just I mean, stuff that she did, like even in Royal Rumbles, like, you know, like like the wake she climbs up. She's American Ninja Warrior. Like you see that athleticism and I see the moves. and I'm like, man, you know, like she's really good. So, you know. It's, it's just from a person who's just jumping in again after being away for a while, you know, jumping in and out. This is kind of my take when I saw that match. Um, and then, yeah, like Fallon Henley, I'm a fan, right? I feel like Fallon Henley, she has such a wholesome like side she to does. her. But at the same time, she's has great wrestling. And I feel like her face tells a great story. Her emotions <laughs> on her face, I just, yeah. I like buy in. I want to see them do things the right way because I wish you watched so... it weekly so you could see how they actually came together. It was actually story. It well, was a... so 
and so, and kudos because I do know that like uh, Kiana James, for instance, her they were they were not on the same page in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then um, they, uh, Kiana likes to cheat and she likes to do all these things that are underhanded, and Fallon Henley is like, no, she's not about that. So, and then there's the whole thing with uh, what's the tag team's name? They're with Brooks and Jensen. Yeah, that's and Jensen. So, so the the relationship going on and the stuff over the phone going on, like she called somebody, she's talking to some other dude, you know. So and you know, Fallon Henley's like, "Hey, you gonna tell him who you were talking?" Like that's interesting. That like it's like some some good soap opera kind of stuff going on there. So I, I can appreciate that for sure. I saw the the NXT episode on Tuesday. I saw the oh, follow up to see what it happened. Up? There too. No, I followed okay. up just to check that out. Wow. Yeah, and it was cool. The celebration and everything going on. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then Fallon saying, "Hey, you know, you got something to tell this man because uh, I'm going to tell him you don't." Then she couldn't because they're doing the Valentine's Day date. Yeah, I saw that. So you know, I like that. I like the storytelling there. It was cool. There was a theme of storytelling all throughout the the yes, paper. It was, and definitely like it continued on in uh, on NXT on Tuesday. So then you got Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Cruz. The sweep makes sense because honestly, this is the guy you got to buy into. It's all about Carmelo Hayes. Apollo, you know, I'm I'm still trying to see where he's going. Like what 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 is the future for Apollo? I'm not know, sure, man. He came in at NXT being some like Luke Cage want to be. I got psychic powers that so Raven. Yeah, it, it, it I, I don't know over the place. I don't know. You and know, then maybe and then you watch that. Now. Yeah, we did that watch along with NXT. Yeah, yeah. powers lights went out. Like he's got powers now. Like <laughs> what is happening? Revive this man. Like, I'm telling you, when he was that, like, Nigerian prince character, that's probably yeah. the best character he's been since joining the, the WWE, like, period. Like, that's I think that's been You're his best wrong. character. And you know what? Many people will disagree with you, too, on the on the all day you see. But I don't – I agree yeah. with you, bro. I was going to say, because honestly, in NXT, he wasn't even a character. He was just himself. And then, you know, before he, before he became – before he even got called up. Yeah. And then he got called up, and then it was just like, okay, Apollo, who is Apollo? There's no character. It's just he's just him. You know, and then he created that character after talking to the tribal chief and getting inspired, you know, and connecting to his roots and all that. Like, cool. Like I was down for that. I, okay, the accent, maybe you do away with tribal the accent. Chief, you said it right, sir. Yeah, yeah no, that's what happened. He spoke to the tribal he chief. He got gold. He and got gold. He got a championship. <laughs> exactly. You know, and he's crushing yeah, Big E Brian. with the steps. Appreciate you know? it, like, he's doing all sorts of so that was cool, you know, like, but now it's like they're trying to create a new character. They're trying to actually have him be a character. And it's just not, I don't know, it's just all goofy and over the top and it doesn't really fit him. So, you know, that that's what it is. But Carmelo Mello and Trick, that twosome, that's one that I wasn't bought into in the beginning as far as Trick. But now I'm all in on Trick and just the, the relationship they have and the long-term storytelling between those two. Because you can see, like, okay, this is something that maybe down the road there's an issue there. Because oh yeah, because Trick has a big ego, oh, right? And he's got, got Melo's back. Crazy charisma too. Crazy charisma for sure. But there's gonna be a point where Trick is gonna look at this and say, "Well, what about me?" You know what I'm saying? Because he is doing everything in his power to get Melo over, but when he starts competing. You know, like, then what? You know, what happens? Because Trick, too, like, he's got a look. He's got the gift of gab. Like, what's to stop him from being, you know, a superstar in his own right? 
So, you know, if people are talking about Street Profits breaking up because you see Montez and Angelo Dawkins and the two of them both have this, you know, charisma and this athleticism, what's, I mean, it's the same thing with Trick and Mello in my eyes. That's just the way I see that. That's a good good point right there. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong right there, man. Yeah, Yeah. so that's how I see that. Um, The Fatal 4-Way was cool. It was hectic. It was it was crazy. Like this kind of match, it's hard to mess it up. To be honest with you, like all of these talented wrestlers all in the ring, just they say, "Hey, man, when we ring the bell, just go, just go and go nuts." And they did. <laughs> and yeah, man, Andre Chase, that dude, I love the stomps. You know that you. that whole thing. Yeah, please, please, that please, moment please, there please, is classic. It's classic. Please, 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 please. In all the spot points that I've seen NXT, mm. I've never seen that moment. So to see that moment with that yeah. crowd. I was like, ooh, uh, he's got something. This mm-hmm. thing right here, he's got something. Then I saw it again on NXT on Tuesday. I said, oh, yeah. nice, nice. So I love that. And just the whole Chase U thing I think is awesome. You know, it's, it's it's perfect for wrestling where it's comedy, but then they're all they're also talented. Yes. Like it's, they're it's about their business, good. about their, their yeah. studies as well. Chase U University. Really well. yeah. Yes. So love that. Uh, pretty deadly is winning me over now too, but more on what happened on Tuesday yes. than what happened at the pay per view. Because on Tuesday they were disheveled, they were down and out, they didn't care. They're like, "What's the point?" They showed they up to the party looking rough. Like, oh, <laughs> the buttons not right, you know, the chest beat all out, and it's just like, "Did you even shower? Did you change? Did you wear that on Saturday? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on?" I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye bye. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Come on, pretty deadly man, y'all, y'all ain't pretty, and you just look like death. Like, what's going on? Like, this is just looking terrible right now. So, yeah, what's good. Man. Get your podcast, yeah. Chicago podcast. What up? Oh man. Then you had, of course, the New Day defending champs. Man, they were just there to kind of, you know, add legitimacy to the whole yes. thing, and they, they elevated the part. They elevated it, you know, and they did, yes. and they took those championships, like commentary said, all over the world. So it was cool to see them there for that time. I think that time now is done. They'll get mm-hmm. back to the main roster, let these boys kind of do their thing. And those boys being Gallus. Gallus from NXT UK. When I heard that they were in the match, I'm like, okay, this is going to be wild. Because Gallus, is, that's that team. NXT UK, these dudes, they, oh my God, like they are intense. So love to see that they were <laughs> the ones that got the victory. It made a lot of sense. Now, Chase U, like you, I was Chase rooting U. for Chase U. Yes! when I found yeah. out that it was in... Uh, Andre Chase's hometown. I'm like, oh, this would be perfect. This would be perfect. But Gallus made a lot of sense. There really wasn't a wrong answer in this match. And they just, it was entertaining as hell. So, but yeah, like, shout out to everybody involved. It was was a great match. This one right here, the triple threat match, was low-key my other favorite match of the night. Yeah. Because, one, seeing Roxanne Perez do her thing, awesome. But really, seeing Toxic Attraction do their thing, and the, the storytelling, even within the match and seeing everything, like all the video package of how things built up and all the different instances that they kind of seem like, okay, they're together. No, they're not. They're together. No, they're not. And then we get to the match. At first, they're working together, but clearly, you know, it's every woman for themselves. So eventually, it's going to be a thing where, you know, the the, the two one of them is going to try to get a pinfall, and then the other one's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, nah, that's not what we talked about. Like, like okay, at some point, somebody's going to get a pinfall. What did you talk about? Who was supposed to go over so it was cool seeing finally, you know, they decided we're we're doing this. It's me versus you two. Yep. 
they threw the punches, they threw super kicks, they threw everything at each other. And in the end, Rox, Roxy, Roxanne Perez was able to take advantage of that, but just it was great. And then leading into Tuesday on uh, Ding Dong Hello with Bailey, yes. Bailey, Bailey brought him on, and Bailey was trying to save it. She's like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, you know, because they started yip, yip, yapping, going back and forth and saying, like, you know, you were supposed to have my back. You're supposed to have my back. You're supposed to be my sister. You're supposed to be my block. You know, they just kept going back and forth. Bailey could sense it. All right, looks like you two about to split up, but hold on. This thing that y'all trying to do, you know, it's a lot easier if you have somebody watching your back, if you have somebody that you can trust to go and take that ride with you, alluding to her and Sasha, right? Like that that person that can take that ride with you. And then uh, JC James, like, yeah, you know, sometimes when I get mad, you know, I'm vicious with it and this and that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. <laughs> but, you know, it is. And she tried to be like, yeah, it's cool. And Gigi's like, yeah, you know, you're my sister. You always be my sister. And she said the same. JC said, yeah, you'll be my sister. Cool. And Bailey thought she saved everything. She's like, great. All right, now, you know what you got to do? You got to hug it out. They hugged it out. They yeah, like, hugged yeah, it out. Yeah. 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 And then JC Jen said, yeah, nope. And Solo! Basically, <laughs> basically, super kick from JC Jane to Gigi. Gigi's in tears. JC Jane grabs her by the head and said, it's all about me. Threw her into the door and then gave her a kick to the face Stiff while kick. her head was on the door. And Stiff that was kick. brutal. I was already like the the crowd too was already like whoa when she threw her head into the door. But add insult to injury, kicking her face while yes. it was near the door was like another level. No, no cell needed. It was just no, literally no, no. she just kicked her in the face. No, she just kicked her in the face, man. And I, he owned this shoe. Wow, I was I was shocked. I rewound it about ten times. I'm not gonna lie to you because I was like. How hard did she kick this girl? Holy shit. Hey. And she's crying. And I'm like, she's crying for real now because she got kicked in the face. Like, this is shit is real. So that she was, was on Instagram. She showed the bruise. On yeah, her I saw that picture. I saw it. I, I saw like, it. Woo. Yeah. So hey, JC Jane, she's like, look, you know, if if we're gonna do this, I'm not gonna be Marty Gennetti. I'm gonna be Shawn Michaels. I'm gonna take you out <laughs> before you take me out. So she went ahead and did her thing. Between the two of them, honestly, I feel like this was the right choice. JC Jane being the heel, Gigi being the face. Gigi has that natural, like, you know, charismatic look to her, you know, kind of like a almost like a, a redheaded or orange-headed shotzi where you can I was see about to say that. Yeah. towards her. Yeah. It's right on Whereas JC Jane, you know, kind of has more of a plain look, but at the same time has that fire. No, and something about I don't know, she has a similar like she got that baker-esque edge to her a little bit you know like i could kind of see that in jc jane and when she was doing what she was doing and, and like the girl's crying and she's standing over her like no fuck. zero fucks she no fuck. bro she bro she, this is what she was feeling right here i'm not making myself clear i don't give a fuck Yep, yep, and I was here for it. The crowd was JC, JC, they were, man, ruthless, ruthless. So was the quiet ones because when it came to Toxic Attraction, Manny Rose, Gigi Darling, they was the two that kind of stood out. You know, had Manny Rose, of course, of course, right, right behind her is Gigi Darling, yeah, then JC Jane. But she had, like you said, this plain Jane look, but man, Mm -hmm. she really stepped it up. Did, Stepping out of did. her shell, like, no, nah, I got that dog in me. You better watch yep. out. 
Yep, yep. So, hey, I'm here for it. I want new theme music. I want to see which Ooh. way they go with Ooh. with just as far as like, you know, the character. Like, how far is JCJ going to take the new heel persona? Like, he's mm. that bitch. Like, I want to see that from JCJ. And Gigi, she could be a true babyface. I really do see her being like a Shotzi-esque type character where she's just so interesting to look at. And she's just got this wild side, you know, like just just feel to her with like yeah. the... Just, just her old look is, is is great. So yes, more of this. Uh, let's let's revisit this. Uh, maybe in uh, in at Hollywood, maybe you know for that pay per view <laughs> coming up for NXT, that'd be great. One on one, let's do it. JCJ versus Gigi Dolan, all in. Okay, it is decided. Yes, and then Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller. I was rude. Oh, it's tough because actually I was okay with whatever would happen. Part of me wanted to see Grayson, Grayson Waller win this match. Yes. Part of me wanted to see that happen because I feel like Braun Breaker's been champion for so long and it's time for him to do something different. But it makes more sense now because you put the A champ and the champ up against each other perfect on WrestleMania weekend. It just makes sense. So let those two go at it. I mean, if I have my way, Melo's going over. You know, that's just what should happen. He has to. It just that's makes just sense. a natural course right there, <laughs> yeah. okay? It makes sense. So, yeah, him showing up at the end, I was like, oh, this is perfect. He just swept Apollo, and then he goes staring at the champ. And, you know, now in kayfabe, the way I looked at it, I was like, it's funny because Melo's staring a hole in the Braun Breaker, but Braun Breaker really isn't looking over at Melo. Is he scared? Is he scared to look at Melo? Is he like, oh, shit, I got to go get this dude now? Like, oh, damn. Because uh, he's on top of that cage. You know, and he's, he's focusing on raising the championship. I'm sure the cameraman and the producer's like, yeah, raise the title. We're about to go off air. But, look, you got to protect your whole aura. And if you don't lock eyes with this dude, that's going to look a certain type of way. So the way I was watching it, I'm looking at him like, come on. Come on, bro. He's looking at you. You got to look back at him. And he's just like, yeah, championship. Yeah, I'm the champion. And I'm like, um, I don't seem convinced. Dude, <laughs> uh, shout out to Ivan Circle Debate, the professor. Shout out to him. Oh, yeah, Fees, take in the 2.0. Oh, let the hate flow through the <laughs> embrace the 2.0. It's not NXT, it's 2.0. <laughs> it's clearly not. You guys are delusional. They took the 2.0 out for a reason. That's why it's better. <laughs> Oh, uh, shout out to the broadcast down in Australia, man. What up? What up? Evening. Appreciate it, man. Get them ones up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, hey, man, it was it was a fun show. It was a fun show. There was just the one part with the women's tag team championships where I was like, mm, you know, I'm not really sold on the champs in this situation and them losing the titles. I'm actually more interested in what happens with this with this new championship tag team. Um, and Fallon Henley and Keanu James, you know, and honestly, it was actually a little bit more interesting to see almost a heel turn on Tuesday, you know, with uh, with Katana Chance and and Caden Carter, you know, it felt like they maybe turned a little bit. Not because, necessary you know, beef though. I'm like, what you beef? Yeah, with going up to Rock's what you like, you? you gonna get what us? You do this right. Get back to your titles. What you yeah. <laughs> that that just seems so weak and like that's petty as hell. That was that petty. petty. Right. That was petty. I'm like, I'm mm, out of here. Y'all sound right. like Sonya Deville right now, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's going on? Oh, like, man. Just, 
just get over it. So anyway, so Roxanne, they're gonna have a tag team match. Um, it was uh, what was it uh, Mato Mato Satsumura, I think is gonna be showing up on NXT next week. So Ooh, yeah, so okay. that'll be cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, man, it was fun. I had a good time with it. And I saw the Tuesday show. I was I was curious what was happening. Grayson Waller lost his mind on Shawn Michaels. Hey, man. And that seemed the way they did it was smart because it, yeah. it, Has it sounded NXT like conference call. He was like, Well, you over there, over there with your was the Samurai Simp over there? What he called a Samurai Simp. Oh man. Well, so <laughs> what I appreciated about it was the way he was saying, Why aren't I the guy? Do I have to put hearts on my on my pants and and mm-hmm. be a fan like all these other guys in the locker room? It made it feel real because it's almost like he's mad that he didn't get booked to win the the championship, yeah. right? And so you know it, it was it was uncomfortable when I started thinking about it like that. Like, oh shit, you kind of pulled. I like how Sean played it off, and he and I love this response. He was like, it's you know, it's, it's, it's just not you know, I'm just realizing like, the reason why I'm laughing because it's you know that's me. Years ago, I'm dealing with me years ago. Right, 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 right. I love that. So, yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool, cool show. And, yeah, NXT, you know, like, the storytelling, you could see the effort put into storytelling, just the big picture storytelling, you know, that that you get in WWE. You know, there's that effort that goes into that that, you know, unfortunately we don't see with AEW. AEW is a different type I'm of show. I'm not talking about them. I didn't bring it up. It's a different not type me. of show. Well, that's the transition because we're going to talk about them right now. Well, before we do, <laughs> before we do, let's take a little brief intermission. Okay. Brief intermission for our viewers and our and our, and our listeners right now. Like, intermission, live show? Yeah, intermission. All right, just chill. All right? Intermission. You there. Sitting at home. Acknowledge me. Furious Styles. No team classified. Right. I was gonna say no contact, no never. <laughs> it's coming soon. Be on the lookout. You Get know, some people are them. gonna see that and think, so is Roman Reigns gonna show up on the <laughs> <laughs> let him think that. Let him think that. Let him think that. <laughs> I'm watching and I'm like, somebody's gonna think they're Roman. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's going to make that happen, it would be the fact that all the love that Devin has shown this man over the years, I would yes. hope that he sees it. Oh, he say, the you know love. Shield brother right here. <laughs> Dom, what up? <laughs> uh, yes, happy tribal chief. What? He said it, not me. Happy tribal chief day. Yes. Someone wants up for the tribal chief at that table. I'm sure he's talking about that tribal chief. Yes. No, he's not. Well, 
Okay, maybe, maybe. But he's probably talking about you. No, no, no. He's talking about this guy. I don't this know if Dom feels that way about he loves his tribal chief. He feels that way about you. He loves his tribal chief and what he's done for wrestling. He loves his tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, before we talk more, because we will talk more about the tribal chief. In fact, come on, y'all know this already. We're gonna talk more about him. But let's talk about some AEW. All right. Let's talk about some AEW. AEW. The, the other guy. So when we talk about, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, a lot of times this guy gets brought up. Sometimes he gets brought up even during <laughs> Roman Reigns' own matches, which we already had the apology. You know, we, we did that. We did yeah. that last week. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that that's done. I'm, I'm sure the Tribal Chief forgives you. But, yes, MJF, <laughs> we got to talk about a little bit about this, man. <laughs> so, um, specifically... What the hell did MJF say? What, 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 what he said? What now? So, the reason why you're supposed to go free one in this, I did this mic. Um, the reason why I bring this up is I mean, he said some wild shit on AEW this, this past week. So, you know, he, he? He, he had a match. Yeah, he, he said some wild shit. So, you know, he was victorious in his earlier matchup here. Going through my notes here real quick. I gotta be prepared for this one. Oh, so Kanasuke Takeshita. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I may have destroyed that, but um, he was victorious. He won the match, and then you know he's in the in the trainer's room, and he's telling a story, and he's telling a story about you know he was driving, you know, with his girl in the in the side uh, uh, a passenger seat, and then they they hit a pole, right, and then he whatever got knocked out you know the girl she hit the dash everything you know it was crazy scene and then he sees the yes he's coming too he sees the lights behind him you know the cop car lights he's like oh shit just to show you what type of man i am what i ended up doing in that moment was i took her lifeless body and i switched places with her so that i wouldn't be behind the driver's seat and that just tells you what kind of dude i am my dog <laughs> dude man and so the point was he's willing to do whatever it takes there are winners he said there's winners and there's losers and he's willing to do whatever it takes to to get the job done to be a winner so <laughs> i bring this up because one you know one maxwell jacob friedman has been accused of being you know maybe a line stepper maybe going a little bit too far <laughs> This was one of those situations, right, where the man, you know, he told a story that was kind of crazy, but this is just who he is. But I do appreciate it, though, because, one, it gets you talking, it gets people going, what the hell? Like, what did this yeah. man just say? Yeah, so I appreciate that, you yeah. know? Like, he just has a way where he just, he, it, it, you think, okay, he can't go any worse than this. He can't go any further, any, any more, you know, make you cringe any more, any more than he already has. And he does something like that. He says something like that. Um, confirm his promo was legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, it was it was wild, man. It was wild. But again, I feel like it, it serves the purpose of one just reconfirming if anyone ever has a doubt that this dude is a heel. All right. Straight up heel, doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Like this is just who he is. 
And he's saying it like, I am willing to do whatever it takes. Daniel Bryan, I'm going to expose you because you are not willing to do the things that I'm willing to do to get dubs. That's how I'm taking it. (laughs) And I feel like that's cool. Like, that makes me say, all right, all right, Max. You know, like, I see you in, you know, I can respect that from a heel, from a a dude trying to say, like, look, I'm that dude. I'm the devil. I am willing to do whatever it is. So, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on this, man? What's your whatever, thoughts on MJF? Whatever he is. Uh-uh. You know what? MJF, I enjoyed the promo. Some people didn't. Hey, I guess <laughs> it spoke volumes to me because, like you said, it just reconfirmed. And he said it. He was like, I'm a fucking scumbag. I'm like, well, you are. <laughs> Shit. God damn, man. That was like, almost the title of this, too. MJF is a scumbag. That's what I was going to send you at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it should have been. But yeah, right. it's cool, though. Say what now? And, right. Because yeah, he, he was wild. Right. Wilding with, with the story. Yeah, I met this beautiful brown skin, beautiful brown eyes, beautiful brown hair. And, you know, I was driving and she was distracted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Dude. I was like, wow. Okay. You know, and explaining, hey, you got in a car crash, I'm just willing to do switch places and act like I was the one, you know, mm-hmm. not driving. She was. Yeah, that's scumbag type shit, bro. And that's some heel shit that I I like. You know, with the that adds to your character now. Cool. And I'll get that. You know, but still just get out of the this this basic storyline for for Daniel Bryan of I gotta fight these dudes to get to you. Just get out of that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm cool with this. There. Yeah, we agree there as far as like you know this feeling like we, we've seen it before, we've done it before with MJF doing the whole like yeah, this dude has to climb the ladder to get to me, you know, <laughs> like I'm a I'm a boss in a in a fighting game, and he's got to go through you know like all these different stages before he gets to the final boss. Like cool, cool. When you do it the first time, all right, fine. When you do it the second time, eh, okay. But now we're doing it again, and this is like mm, you know like we've seen it before. But kudos to MJF, kudos to Max. You know, just being that true heel and just being willing to say whatever it is to get Brian over. Because Brian, you know, he first of all, he's already going to be over. But to make sure that in that match, they see uh, MJF as a scumbag and Brian as just the savior. Please, Brian, save us from this dude. Like, love it. I love it. I, I thought it was great. So do they yeah, really man, need an Iron Man match, though, when you think about it? Um, well, it makes sense for Brian Danielson's character to say something like that because, you know, the, the wrestler that he claims himself to be, you know, to try to expose Max, you know, in something like that, you know, something that, hey, you can't hang with me on something like this. No one's going to believe that Maxwell Jacob Friedman is going to beat Brian Danielson in a one hour Ironman match. Like if it's a regular match, if it's like, you know, no DQ and he can use weapons. Sure. But in something where, yeah, you have to have multiple pinfall victories against me. No, no one's buying that. No one's buying that that Max is going to do that. But much like no one would buy that Max would beat CM Punk in Chicago, which it happened. So it is going to happen. MJF is going to end up retaining and beating Brian Danielson in this match. Um, somehow, some way by Hooker Crook, just to help put him over even more as that dude. So, yeah, I think... Needed, I don't know if needed is the word, but it makes sense. It makes logical sense given it came from Brian Daniels. Yeah, Brian Daniels' perspective, but yeah, okay. Because MJF didn't bring – if MJF brought it up, I'd be like, what? Why would he do – that doesn't make any sense for MJF's character. 
But yeah. Brian saying that and saying like like challenging uh, MJF's manhood with this basically, it's like okay, nah, I, look, look, like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shock the world, right? Exactly, <laughs> I'm gonna shock the world. Like I'm not letting you punk me, and I'm the champ. Like all right, we're gonna do this, and I'm gonna find a way, one way or another. He bit him twice that night, false victory, then real victory. What a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> you beat him twice. I'll never forget. Uh, beat that dude twice. Confirm MJF has been a dickhead since high school. Shocker. I enjoyed the hell out of that promo. Fire. Yeah. It was a yeah, good promo. Man. By the way, too, shout out to Bruce. I saw the, the response and him thanking me for making you uh, apologize. <laughs> so, Bruce, I salute you, man. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so, yeah, man. So, MJF, you know, he's over there doing his thing. Another guy doing his thing is Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky Starks uh, had himself a little gauntlet uh, that he had to run. Uh, basically, <laughs> went through the the Jericho Appreciation Society, at least attempted to. Uh, went to went against Angel Parker, then Matt Menard, mm-hmm. and then ran into Daniel Garcia, where he ended up taking the L. But all because Chris Jericho's a genius. So Chris Jericho. So basically, <laughs> this is your title. Yeah, I was like, where is he going with this? But okay, where I'm going with this is this. So <laughs> I don't know if you saw on social media, but Chris Jericho posted about this. I and th- yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, I, now I understand the context. Okay. So Ricky Starks is outside, and this dude, this fan in a mask, hits him with a back elbow, <laughs> aka Judas effect. Dan Garcia takes advantage, gets the one, two, three. The guy comes in the ring. Unmasked, it's Chris Jericho. The crowd, some people are like, oh, what? Oh my god! But like most of us knew it was going to be Chris Jericho. But still, <laughs> Jericho posted. He's like, I was sitting here in this row in this seat for like the first twenty minutes or so, or thirty minutes yeah. of the show. You know, and no one knew no anything. One knew. So, <laughs> ha! I fooled you all. I'm a genius. <laughs> the Ocho, the Ocho the show. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate Jericho being Jericho, doing Jericho things. I mean, yeah, man, it was it was fun to see the whole thing and the swerve and all that. But just the fact that on social media, Jericho made it a point to let everyone know, like, hey, I fooled all of you and I'm a genius. That's just that's just Jericho. So that aside, um, another reason why I want to talk about this, too, is Jericho helping to make Ricky Starks a star. Right. So that's another way in which I feel like Jericho is a genius in this situation. Yeah. Is that, you know, they're putting, first of all, they are focusing more on Ricky Starks. Yeah. You know, it's actually ready. Gone. Right. He wasn't a part of this. And then, yeah, you like, you put, when you want to get somebody over, one way that we've seen in the history of wrestling is like, you put them up against it. You put obstacles in their way to really make it feel like they're having a struggle for this. They're having a fight for this. You know, the odds are against them. He's going against an entire faction by himself. You know, like, it's, it's cool to see this happen for Ricky Starks. And week in and week out, we're seeing this man in Jericho being the guy that's doing this to, to Ricky Starks, is putting him through this, I think is just a genius move to try to make Ricky Starks a star. And I feel like, for me... I've already accepted that Ricky Starks is a star. Like, I'm already there. Like, to me, he's a star. To the general public, I don't mm. think it's there yet. Yeah, I'm not there like yet. There's still more. I'm not there. Yeah, there's yeah. still more that he needs to do. But like, maybe win a championship. If he wins a TNT championship at some point, I think that would help 
put him on that next level. But I can see it already that this dude, he has the it factor. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Like, he can go toe-to-toe with Jericho and not be afraid of the moment. Like, this dude is ready for that big moment, that big mm. match. And, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of time. So, shout-out to Ricky Starks. But shout-out to Jericho also for being Ricky a genius Starks. and being the guy that can help make Ricky Starks a true Ultra. Yeah. yeah, man. That's a good point, man. I enjoying Ricky Starks, the the building process right here, all right? So hopefully they continue to stick with the building process. And I'm enjoying the the spotlight that Ricky Starks is getting from Chris Jericho, all right? So mm-hmm. if people are getting bored with the story, I'm not because I, I'm looking at the process of what's yes. going to happen, all yes. right? This is the process. Same thing you see on WWE right here in A-Dub, okay? Story, now we're going to take this story, we're going to build and turn, mm-hmm. hopefully, Ricky Stocks into a star, because that's what I want. He's already yeah. a star in your eyes, like you said, but to me, yeah. he's getting there, and mm-hmm. Chris Jericho is going to help. I see that. So yeah. hopefully they keep on, you know, building with this story, evolving it, changing it, see where it goes, and then hopefully I won't get bored of it, because, it, it, like you said, Ricky Starks, he can he can promo he out promo MJF. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened. That yeah, happened yeah. On a on a live mic, you know, <laughs> and he was the champion. Mm-hmm. On his yeah, watch. man. <laughs> it was it's cool. And I, the one thing you said too that this is a very like WWE feeling like way of building a story. And I think there's just more of this. AEW could benefit so much from this kind of storytelling. You know, because that's that storytelling is not their strong suit. Storytelling in general, like telling a long term story, they have long term stories, but they don't really have the impact necessarily. They don't make you care like like a lot of the WWE ones are making us care right now because they structure they show for TV. It's an episodic weekly television program, Mm -hmm. so they'll leave you keep you guessing, especially with with Pop H now at the helm, right? What he could exactly, you know what I'm saying. You know, what he got stewing up for Sammy and, and Tribal Chief, he was like, hold on, I got something smelling good in the back room with this Cody, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got... <laughs> don't get full on that now. Right. I got something stewing up in the back. So, yeah, right. man. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, a, it's nice to see, you know, from AEW. And I guess it shouldn't be too surprising because it's Chris Jericho that's a part of it. So I'm going to give a lot of credit to Chris Jericho oh, and then him teaming up. You know, we're Ricky Starks for the story and like what they want to do. Um, I just wish we could get some kind of overarching like writers group together for AEW so that they can have this kind of spread out all throughout, you know, AEW. Now, one other place that <laughs> IWC earmuffs earmuffs for this next segment because <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, a lot of the internet wrestling community is not feeling what happened. <laughs> In, in in the in the tag team championship match, but yes, um, oh, storytelling, overarching storytelling has been happening with the guns. Okay, it yes. has been happening, and yes. with you know the acclaimed overall, there's been a story here where you know we have Billy Gunn at the heart of this whole thing. Yep. He was with the guns at first, yeah. and he flipped right, and then he said, "You know what? <laughs> I, I'm I, I want a scissor." You know, so he went <laughs> and joined the acclaimed. Okay. And abandon his kids to to an extent. And so they've been off doing their own thing. They had stuff with FTR. You know, then they come back here, and it's just it's them and the acclaimed again. And you got the the 
awesome moment where was it was it Austin that that mentioned that quote about yeah go ahead and walk away and bury your your problems in the bottle of a pill bottle like you always used to and that to me when I heard that I was like okay that real was real like that shit (laughs) was real Billy turned around went back to the ring said oh no don't look away you said it you gotta own that shit now (laughs) like you said it (laughs) like okay man up you know so I appreciated that and I said it I think on our on our um uh in the beginning of the year in one of our earlier shows that the gun club is a team that I've been watching I've been paying attention to them yeah that I didn't this team They've been trying. I've been seeing what they're doing, and I do respect the work, and I respect the effort. And now, yes, I'm sorry, IWC, but they are your new AEW Tag Team Champions, and I like it. I like it for them. I like it for them. I like it for AEW. I feel like it makes a lot of sense that these two, as heels, would do this, you know? Yeah, like it should happen. Like they use the championships, and look, they claim they were great, but honestly, I feel like the acclaimed, Having this loss can ultimately be better for them in the long run. Yeah. Let them, you know, let them like chase it, again. Let, let them chase. chase again. Let them chase for a while. I think there's probably yeah. going to be a rematch, a revolution. But I think let them yeah. chase. Let them stay away from the tiles for a little bit and build themselves back up. But the gun club, like these two, the, oh, man, Austin and Colton, it is just such a – it's such a shock value. You could see it in that crowd. They were all like, wait, what? Dude, they was not feeling what? that shit. No. No, 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 <laughs> man, just mad. Like, just the look on that. people's faces. I, I love was like, that. I loved, mm. I was like, oh, shit. I was shocked. And, and I love that decision. I love that swerve. It's great. No, because yep. you don't expect it. You're thinking, yes. oh, no, they're not going to lose to a team like this. Like, sure, there's been the emotional storytelling a little bit with the with the, with the dad, you know, and the, and the kids, but. They didn't really. I don't. I'm sure people didn't buy into that story as much as I did, you know. Because I'm, I'm reading the crowd. I'm reading the room. And I'm like, yeah, they don't buy into it as much. But I see what's going on, and this shit is good. So now you have you pull the trigger and you say, yeah, they're gonna go ahead and win. Heel tactics, use the championship. Ref is knocked it's out. But real smart how they on. did it. Yeah, it's a great heel win, and now people are gonna hate them. They're gonna get real heat now. Real heat. Dude, Shit. this is Bullshit. this could be I'm, honestly the heat that they get could be I would say I'm gonna put Dom's heat a little bit over theirs, but mm-hmm. a step below that I think they could get that same heat because of how much people love Billy Gunn and how they're still not because some people were saying ooh it'd be cool if Billy Gunn turned on the acclaimed and joined the gun. no I don't want that I don't want that I feel like That's, Billy needs to stay away from his yeah, kids yeah 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 and the fit with the acclaim makes more sense. And then having the gun club be against him is the way you do it, just like Dom against his father, Rey Mysterio. Like, this is their version of that. If if they really go through and, and just, hell, this is, a, this is a moment where I would say, AEW, just copy WWE. Just copy them. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with copying their homework sometimes. Copy their homework. <laughs> like, look, exa- it's right there. Hey, the- hey let, let me copy that shit real quick. That shit look good. Do it. Look better than my shit. <laughs> Bro. I'm telling you, uh, what we got Valentine's Day coming up. Cool, have them show up. <laughs> Their dad's on some date or whatever. Have them show up and ruin that with the tag team titles. Oh, every shit. holiday coming up. Let the guns ruin their father's day. Like, just do it. 
I'm with that. I don't care. I don't care. It's, it, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's, it's week by week. This is weekly episodic Make TV right here. That's how we do it. All right. Man, <laughs> shout out to Dom. I see you. Asboy's winning was definitely a shock. I'm not mad, but I didn't want the acclaim to lose those belts yet. I hear you, but I love the swerve. This yeah. was I had I had the same energy just like in 27 Backlash when Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton in Chicago. Yeah, no, I was on and the, the, side of that. And the was reaction mad. on that mad. crowd, bro. I was I, it was priceless. <laughs> and I was I was like, bro, I fuck with this. I, no. bro, I was like, of course I was. I, I went in like, man, Randy winning. Come on, gender, gender. And then when it happened, I actually rolled with. The, I was like, yeah, no. oh shit, people, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then when he beat Shinsuke, so I was like, are you kidding me again? Yes. Again? <laughs> What's happening? Oh <laughs> man. So, so yeah, man. But shout out to the guns, man, for pulling that off, and shout out to the claim for being great champions while they were, and shout out to Billy Gunn for being the the, the piece that's kind of keeping this all together as far as you know that centerpiece of both teams. And yeah, I want to see more. I want to see more of this and. AEW, like I said, just copy WWE's homework. That dumb shit. Do that with the guns. That's it. Copy their homework. Okay. See how it's working. They building the story. They yeah. getting they prime. They getting ready and, and prime for WrestleMania. That's gonna be a great match right there. Just the story mm-hmm. alone. Mm. And yeah, you know, uh, it's it's that time. I, I I gave you a little bit of a sound effect. I said, yeah, you know, when when I said it. And I'm looking, and I see we're at that point in the show where we switch over to WWE. So, hey, man, go ahead and run that clip. Go ahead and run that clip. You know the clip you got to do. You know it. You know it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. We talk about WWE. You know I got to play that clip. Let me get ready. Oh, boy. Yeah. I love me some WWE. Never the AEW talk, you know. Never being talking about man. Shake that shit off, man. That shit felt unnatural right there. Me just loving AEW, loving their stories, talking about it, how excited, man. Dude, hey, it was good shit. Everything we talked about (laughs) was good shit. Okay, like 2020 me, when I used to just praise AEW on a weekly basis, just. That's the old me. I don't remember. No, that's the old me. <laughs> just 20, 20. I'm the Travel Cheaper podcast. Right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, you're getting your wish. We're talking about WWE. We're talking about big men getting ready to slap some man meat uh, at yes. the Elimination Chamber. What? Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley is happening, but it's happening not at WrestleMania yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Not there yet. The Elimination Chamber. Okay, so what were your thoughts when you heard that they were going to have a match at Elimination Chamber? Because I wasn't expecting them to have a match yet. I thought they were going to hold off until Mania. Yeah. Yeah. But here we go. So what, what were your thoughts? I'm cool with it, man. But I see that for some reason, I see the story that Hurt Business is going to get involved somehow mm. at, at Elimination Chamber. Uh, chamber involving Bobby and Brock. All right, that's the story I see, and then it's going to have Adam Pierce the calls and like, hey, WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, Brock and Bobby, give me that. I want that. Mm. I need mm. that in my life. Give me that recipe, Papa H. Whip that up. I'm, I know you got it in your cookbook. I know you got Brock and Bobby, Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania. Give me that for Hollywood. It is decided. 
Hell in a Cell WrestleMania would be insane. That would be insane. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope they do that. I wasn't thinking Hell in a Cell at all. I was just thinking, okay, they're going to have a match, and then, you know, but then if you already had, because what, this is this would be match number four? Is this four? This, at Mania. Oh, yeah, this would be four. Because yep. this is the third match right now. It's 1-1, it's one, one, and then this would be the third one. Yeah, so that would be four. So Hell in a yeah. Cell, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. we get like a DQ finish, but it would be cool, man. Hopefully they still beat the hell out of each other and, you know, save that for, for WrestleMania. Because this is a good story. We actually yeah. have a story where, where Brock and Bobby, because Brock, he, he said he got beef. You know, I try to ice fish. I see Bobby I'm trying to eat a, a juicy steak. I see Bobby. Well, I'm in the bed with my wife. About five, six hours later. I see Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great pause too, man. Yep. He let that he let great... that he let it breathe. Yeah, I was like, the crowd's oh, like, oh, man. Man. Yeah, he looked at the crowd. He reacted too. He was looking around. <laughs> what you think I'm talking about, huh? What you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man, you thinking about him dead too? What's going on? <laughs> oh man. Shout out to the, the Caller Podcast, man. I saw on Instagram, he posted a picture. Somebody did an animated thing of Brock Lesnar in bed with his wife, and there's like a thought bubble, and it's Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> and that. And it said four that. or five hours yeah. later. I was like, yeah. all right, cool, cool. So shout out to them, man. That was awesome. But yeah, um, <laughs> hey, Dom, I'm going to call this one out. Dom saying, I'm loving how much you loving AEW this Check week, my off. tribal chief. Check hey. Hey, we're going we gonna to add some more. We we threw in a little bit. All right, we had three little topics. We're going to expand that little by little. You're going to come around. You're going to come around. No, no. But you're going to come around. I got you. Zion, I got you. Tribe of Chief got behind you. me right here. Um, we're going to talk, man. We're going to talk. About when we get there, we're not going to get there. By the time WrestleMania's over, there might be another T-shirt up there. I'm just going to be, gonna be a lot of angry people on Twitter. Yeah, you. You, sir. It's going to be a massive broadcast. Oh, I can't wait. Man, we got to get through seconds. I I cannot wait to talk about. With the evil, evil smile. Dude, Dude, all right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going, man. (laughs) Stories were being told, absolutely. And another story that's told, oh, you know, I love love comics. I love um, Spider-Man. And there was was one line where it said, Spider-Man no more. And he was done. He was done being Spider-Man. Well, here we had our own version of that in a way. <laughs> wrestling God or modern day wrestling God. Oh, wait. No, am I jumping the gun here? Oh, I am jumping the gun. Oh, see. see. Oh, no. Right. I, I, was, I was like, okay, all right, we're going with a different place. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Modern day wrestling God no more. Plus, the Hurt Business is booming? Yes. All right. So, reason why these two together are, one, I wanted to shrink it into one topic. Because we don't have to spend too much time on this, but two, they actually were on screen at the same time. They were they so were. They were. basically Corbin lost again. All right, lost to Dexter Loomis, and you saw the look on on JBL's face. He was disgusted. They're in the back, and you know <laughs> Corbin's like, "Oh, so we're going for drinks, man? We're going to party? Like, what are we doing?" So, right, he didn't, like he didn't even give a fuck about you lost, man. He just, right, like, yeah. You came back smiling too. The party. Oh, what are we doing? What are we drinking? What are we drinking, JBL? What are we drinking? That right. This dude, JBL said, "We." He hit him with a tribal chain. <laughs> we. There ain't no we. 
what is this? He called him a disgrace, called him a clown. Oh, man, I wrote down the, the, the quote that he hit him with, though, that really killed me was, <laughs> you know, I, I was I was a, you know, champion, whatever. Like, I was must watch television. You are channel changing television. <laughs> that sound you hear is remote controls around the world changing the channel to watch anything but you. <laughs> said, Damn, bro. <laughs> I turned into Homer Simpson going in the bushes. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was, it was savage, man. Like Ooh. he basically said, you're not, you're not worth my time. You shouldn't even be anywhere near me. You shouldn't be in my presence anymore. And Corbin, he was, he was dumbfounded. So with that, before we go over to the hurt like, business, son, I'm going to ask you. You can't polish a turd. I tried. <laughs> If you could take okay. a six You're feet. not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. Yeah, man. He ain't. Apparently, Gordon JBL, he ain't. So I got to ask you, what's next for Corbin? Go ahead and say it. You know what's next. I just want to hear you say it. What? Say it. You talking about the, his old gimmick? We're going to go back to that? I mean, the what you think? Look? Like, look, it, it's, it's kind of obvious what's getting ready to happen here. Is that All what right. you're thinking? It's Kind of obvious was getting ready to happen here. Is it? He's, I, I, this whole thing—they're dropping it. They're dropping the modern day wrestling god. They're dropping just like there's gonna be Corbin trying to get his mojo back. He's gonna try to find that it. Try to find the best version of himself. And I—it's already been talked about and rumored for a while. So I think this is happening where, I mean, he got abandoned. He's on his own. That lone wolf makes a whole lot of sense right now, given what this dude just said to him. Like, screw it. I'm on my own. I'm on my own. And I'm going to go in my bag of tricks and find something that I've kept in the bag for all this time. All right. And it just seems like a perfect time to go ahead and do it without he's feeling right now. Just got disrespect. Man, this dude told so, him channel changing television. <laughs> channel so if he goes back to the lone wolf, you think he's a face? Because the, the crowd are going to cheer for that. They're going to honestly. As soon as they hear go, the music, that could go either way. The cheering or, or booing, I don't know if they're going to cheer him right away because it's Corbin. Like Corbin is an established heel, so I feel like it's going to be tough to get people to cheer him. Like he's just worked so hard on being a heel. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's immediate. It could over time. Uh, he could over time become a become a face, but I don't. Gonna cheer. I don't know. I don't music. think they're gonna cheer that. Damn, I think damn, they're and and damn, let, damn, let's be damn, real damn, about damn, something damn, here. Damn, damn, we damn, haven't damn, seen damn, that in so long, damn, and the majority damn, of that was in NXT, damn, right? I don't yes. think this crowd right now is really even that familiar with what the Lone Wolf is. This is kind of an introduction to the mainstream crowd of that character if they do that. So I don't think it's a, a thing where, oh, man, it's cool. He's going back to the lone wolf. No, I think a lot of the people in the crowd are probably going to look at him and be like, what the fuck is this? Is this Corbin? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And so depending on how he is with it, maybe he wins them over. But I, I don't think it's all about heel or face. I just think it's about he's on his own. Let me be a badass. Fuck this. You know, Brett or JBL told me I ain't worth shit. Fuck him. I'm going to prove him wrong just like I'm going to prove everybody else wrong. And he's going to get serious. I mean, we already Welcome. saw a version of this with Austin Theory 
where he got serious, right? Well, that's Pablo true. Age seems to that's be true. like, all right, these goofy versions of these characters, on some level, some of these dudes, we got to get them serious. And it's crazy. He 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 doesn't do like a, an immediate change. He actually does like a transition story for that, you know, for a character change like he did with yeah. Awesome Theory or even maybe possibly with Baron Corbin now, man. What do you think of this comment right here? Ivan said he mentions on this show yesterday. Shout out to Circle of Debate. Awesome show, by the way. Out there with, with Tim King as well. Blood, bloodline brother. Put in the good work. Lone Wolf or teaming with Cameron Grimes. He picks him up. Yes, please. Lone Wolf. <laughs> Lone Wolf. Him teaming with Cameron Grimes. I don't want that. I want Cameron Grimes showing up on his own. We're doing his own thing. I don't want them mixed together. <laughs> no, Lone Wolf. Yo, you shot that shit down, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> not even giving it that much energy. I, no. He was like Lone no. Wolf. Cameron Grant. No, Just, Lone, Wolf. Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. <laughs> Between like, those two, Lone Wolf. Damn. You don't want to think about it? You don't want to nope. play around with the scenario? Nah. Fantasy booking? No, I don't need to go and over Messiah this one. Nope. No foreplay with it, sir. No wolf. That or Cameron. Grimes. I I love Cameron Grimes. This isn't about like, oh, I don't like him. No, I. Cameron I hear Grimes you. Is shit. Yeah, but Cameron Grimes is shit. But yeah. him and Corbin. Yeah, it just exceeds nah. that, huh? Nah, just, nah. <laughs> no. It's more likely, and this won't happen either. But like JBL picking him up because the whole money thing. But then just bring Million Dollar Man back if you're going to do that. So yeah. yeah, I think Cameron Grimes needs to do his own thing. You know, like, and he's a face like that. He 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 is, and it's crazy to think about where he started too. But Cameron Grimes would be a face in my eyes. What about Grimes with JBL defeat with Corbin? That's that's what. So I was saying the yep. the one thing I could see would be you know um, Cameron Grimes joining up with JBL because of the whole money thing, and you know they have that that connection. But then you might as well just bring in Million Dollar Man, and I don't see. Cameron Grimes being a heel, you know, to debut, but it, he he does a great heel too. He could be a heel, he could be a face, but he's so yeah. over as a face in NXT that and that Cameron <sighs> Grimes gimmick right now with the whole mud and to the moon. That's a face thing. That's such a face thing the way that he does it specifically. Like, and even if he started heel. He would. He definitely would end up turning into a face because I think the crowd would love that. Yeah. To the that moon, roster. yeah, it'd be like to that yeah. moon. Yeah, he's too catchy. It's just too catchy. <laughs> like the stuff, the, the, the things he says, the way he is, the energy he has. That's a face, man. That dude is a face. So yeah, no, those two got nah. that southern draw, you know. Yeah, it, and I don't see. I'm sorry, I don't see Baron Corbin being that type of face neither. <laughs> like. Like being like, hey, he yeah, had his thing with the, the moon, sympathy. Yeah. No, fuck that. No, he had his thing with the the bum ass Corbin. You know, you had sympathies, so it was slightly face. But after that, I don't want to. You know, don't even. He was not, actually. It was funny. He actually was not a face when he was bum ass Corbin. Hey, Nobody felt sorry for him. Kevin Owens I was was being him. a piece of shit to him, and the crowd <laughs> still was not feeling Baron Corbin. <laughs> I felt bad, man. Just wearing the same shirt with the same ketchup stain just yeah, every week. Yeah. Couldn't get it washed. Don't even have enough money to get it washed. Yeah. No. No one cared, man. They're like, hey, that's your fault. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> 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 I 
somebody feel bad for you. Oh, man. All right. So now the Hurt Business. Let's talk about them for a little bit. So in the background, when all that was going on with uh, with, with Corbin, you saw uh, MVP with uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. You know, they were, they were powering. They were talking. And so it's like, okay, okay, what's going on here? And then they had a match with Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. And they won. <laughs> they won. What? <laughs> they getting hey, dubs. Man. Getting dubs. They getting on dubs. Monday Night Raw. So hey, man. it was must look, have been a good meeting. Every time you end a meeting like this, like that little dab hug, and it like seemed like a good meeting. Right. They come out right. there and get a dub with that. I'm like, right. Hey, so Damn, good meeting. You said it earlier, like it feels like okay, maybe something's gonna happen in the elimination chamber with the hurt business. Maybe they help out Bobby Lashley, you know, like hey. With these two getting dubs, with MVP doing what he's doing, and then he's con- constantly in Bobby's ear trying to get him to to put the band back together. And plus, Bobby and- was feeling himself during that that promo with Brock. Great he was point. like, "I'm not going to answer now. I'm going to take this with my agent. Great I'm going to take this with my attorney." Great point. <laughs> like that <laughs> like was heel. That was heel. Bobby talking yep. right there. Yep. Like you know, like oh, you surprised, bro? You surprised? I'm taking my time. You surprised? I'm on the nose, like right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it makes sense that that the way he was acting right there, it makes sense that he would be a heel and that they could find a way to make this work and come back together. So yeah. I feel like business is on the verge of booming, but you got a tag team win for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with MVP back in their corner. Mm-hmm. Hey, Give me that. let's do it. Give I'm all that. for it. Yes. Come on, Hurt Business. Hell yeah. Come together. It's Black History right, Month, too. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's take a step back and let's talk about Edge and Beth. Yes. I know. I'm going to mess you up a little bit. No, I got order right there. Bam. there we go. All right. Edge and Beth, it was announced that they're going against Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. But I got a question. What about Dom? Should it have been Dom instead of Finn? You think this is a game to me? I served hard time. He served hard time. He said, Beth and Edge, when y'all was gone, I was doing hard time. I can't say it. You can't say it with a straight face. I can't say it. I tried. I tried. What is what are these weeks I'm gonna do it? I was saying with a straight face that done hard sir. time. Sorry to say he time. did hard time. Hard time. Hard time. Dog, you're struggling, bro. <laughs> he did hard time. I believe oh, him. Man. Look at him. Look at him. With the with the temporary tattoo of the teardrop. No, nah, bro. Hard time. I'm trying here. I'm trying. Yeah, man. Dude. So when it happened, when they announced it, I was like, yeah, because it makes sense because it's like Finn and Edge, you know, they were in the last man standing match. Of course, Rhea Ripley, you know, she knocked out Beth. It makes total sense, except for the fact that what the, like, Dom is there and Dom and Mommy teaming up and Edge has his issues with with Dom too. Like, it's it's so perfect. Like, either way works. Either way makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like it probably should have been Dom. Dom is doing great work. And he's, like, ha- he has, like, some great momentum right now. And I wanted to see it keep it going, too. So I thought maybe we was going to get a tag team match. Intergender yeah. tag team match. 
Damaria against Peffin Edge. It made sense because Edge got beef with Dom too. Yeah. So yeah. It just makes so much sense. And Finn could still be there. You know, Finn could be in their corner and be on the outside and causing distractions and stuff like that to try to get them to win. Like that could happen still. So it'll be flipped now. Dom will be there and he'll be on the outside, you know. And I guess this makes for a better match, you know, as far as just like the wrestling that's going on. Like because Finn, I mean, obviously Finn is Finn. He's that dude when it comes to in ring. But the story, I feel like it just plays so well for, for Dom to be the guy in the ring, you know, in this match. It just makes yeah. sense. You know, in the chat, like, I hope you guys too. are talking about this. I'm curious even what chat thinks. Should it have been Dom or should it have been Finn in this Ooh, tag yeah. match? Because, yeah, it's just, it, it, it. I'm torn because it makes sense on both sides, but I kind of lean towards Dom. Yeah, let us know in the chat. Let us know in the chat. Yeah, we got we still got some quite a few views left. So let yeah. us know. Dom or Finn? Yeah. I'm gonna go we'll with Dom because you know why. I'm built differently. <laughs> oh man, yeah, man. Yeah. The dude, it just I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. And you know, obviously we're gonna be building towards Rey Mysterio versus Dom, so that's coming to WrestleMania. Yeah. But yeah, yeah this one right here. Been a nice little side mission for, for them. Dom and mommy, yeah. yeah. Dom Dom and Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> that Finn's head down in the air. He was like, "Mommy, yeah, oh man, <laughs> classic, classic, dude. He, classic he's doing right great there. work. He's doing. Yes. I swear, ever since he got locked up." <laughs> Himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you know what's crazy is Dom, from a promo standpoint, he's killing it. He's doing yeah. a great job. And, you know, Damian Priest had his mess up there where he said, you know, like, you know, this Saturday when I when I qualify for the money in the bank, and I was saying, I, I was like, wait, what? What's happening? He's like, oh, this guy Edge, he's got me all messed up. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm so, ooh, I'm so flustered right now. I'm so flustered. I said, no. <laughs> Damien, no. And I saw it happen, too, like in real time. Right. Like, right before, he took, like, this super long pause. Yeah. I'm like, what you pausing for? And then he just followed up with money in the bank. And then it clicked, and then like, oh, I just realized I fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. Elimination chamber. (laughs) Oh, you got me so flustered right now. You got me so (laughs) this guy Edge. He just got me so flustered. I can't even talk. I said, damn. And then Dom got back on the mic and was spitting. I'm like, cleaning up. (laughs) Like Dom is cleaning this shit up. What? Oh, Damien. No, David, no. Dude, man, it is what it is, though, man. It happened, but, man, that was bad look, bro. Yeah, so, hey, it is what it is. Dom, Dom, we we here for you, man. You're doing good work. You're doing good work. All right, so. (laughs) Dom. Let's, 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 you got uh, Becky and Bailey, right? Oh, yeah, I got that. Okay, Becky, I'm going to make sure I got this right. That's more on me. No, I got it. Becky and Bailey. All right, so really. You know, what this is about is the return of Lita, Hall of Famer. You know, she showed up. Becky said, you know, she's got an ace up her sleeve, you know, because we've been having damage control, get involved in her matches. So she had an ace in the hole. That ace in the hole was Lita. 
which brings me to kind of a, I guess, a small rumor now. Feels like it's going to be a six-woman tag match coming up pretty soon in the future where you'll have damage control versus Becky Lynch versus Lita and potentially one other Hall of Famer. Maybe we can get a little stratisfaction going on and have a triple threat match of that caliber against damage control. Something that's been, you know, thrown out out there. I've seen a little bit and I'm like, I kind of like that idea, whether or not it's going to happen or not, but just want to bring that to the forefront. Like, cause Lita coming in, what's the point of that? You know, like, where are we going with that? So I feel like that would be an interesting thing. Now, where does that happen? Does that happen? I mean, it's not going to happen in the elimination chamber, but does that happen, you know, on the road to WrestleMania? Does yeah. that happen at WrestleMania? Because right now, Becky doesn't have a match right now at WrestleMania. So a we did see threat. Ronda come six back. Man. Six, I mean, six man tag. Six woman. Six, six woman tag. Six woman tag. At WrestleMania? Hey, you got Lita, you got Trish, and Becky Lynch, right? Like, I mean, that trio right there, I feel like people would pay to see that, to see those three team up and then have them go against damage control. Okay. Like, I can see that. Okay. I could buy that. Okay. Yeah. It'd be a good look for damage control too. And then Papa H at least give him like 15, 20 minutes. So I don't think it'll go that long. No, for si- no. 15, 12? I, I 10 minutes. Ah oh, no, nah, man. Maybe counting nah. entrances 15. I would say 10 if we were still under Vince, but yeah, I just trip. don't see he, he I see it's more of an attraction match where you know it's just more about hey, we got Lita and Trish teaming up, you know, together for the first time in God knows when. And then you have Becky Lynch there, which, you know, yeah, put her with them. And then really, like, I guess you're putting her in a category of Hall of Famer. Like, we're basically saying, yeah, Becky's Becky's Hall of Fame. Bound. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, that. that's her future. Her trajectory is to be in the, in the same category as them. If she isn't already, you can make a claim. She's already on that level of a Trish or a Lita. So, yeah, I feel like it's more of an attraction. And, like, they're going to put that as they're unbeatable and they would win the match, you know, I would say. But to have that as something for a WrestleMania crowd, it makes sense, you know, because that you're probably not getting The Rock. You're probably not getting – maybe you get Stone Cold to show up, you know. But, like, to have two names like that, be there at WrestleMania with, and again, Becky doesn't have a match yet. You're not going to do Becky and Bailey again one on one. That seems to be the thing that you could do, bringing Lita back. Like, what else? What else is there for Lita? Well, that's true. You know, Papa is just not going to bring Lita in just for a one off and not, you know, continue have continue that and not have any type of continuity with that. So, right. I hear you on that. So, I'm, I'm pretty sure it could lead to a tag team or. Like you propose with the rumor with the six woman tag match with mm-hmm. Trish Stratus, which I wouldn't mind. But I'm trying to see if it's is that WrestleMania because I'm because I'm because it's not like the star power is there, but I'm mainly focusing on Becky and Bailey, mm-hmm. and I feel like they don't need that. I'm fine with them having a WrestleMania match between. Just Bailey and Becky, if they can somehow <clears throat> level up the story, then yeah, it'll make a lot of sense. But I don't know. I don't feel like it needs like Trish Stratus and and Lita. I feel like it would maybe hurt them. That type of style part might just overshadow them. 
from that from just from that way I'm looking at it, man. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like a WrestleMania thing to do to just bring yeah. in two big names like that for the casual fans. Like that just seems like right in line with what you would do at a WrestleMania. Like you wouldn't do that at any other pay-per-view really, but well, Saudi, you would do that too. That would be another place where I could see yeah. something like that. Is that happen. coming up before WrestleMania again? Um, I feel like there is one more show before after Elimination Chamber and before WrestleMania. Chat, if you if you got that, yeah, let us know. Let us know. But I think there's one more. So that could be a thing where if we do have one more show between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, maybe there you do that. And then that helps set up whatever they're gonna do between Bailey and, and, and Becky at Mania. I see Bailey versus Lita, and I see Ronda versus Becky from Ivan. Shout out to the professor. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like we're gonna see um Rhonda and Shayna go for the tag team titles. But we also could see Rhonda versus Shayna in general, you know, happen pretty soon based off of you know some of the stuff that happened on SmackDown as well. Um yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, man, I feel like it's interesting. Lita showing up really kind of threw me off. Like, I was like, huh, okay. So where is this going? So that, you know, I, I could kind of see them doing, like, this is a setup for WrestleMania. And of course, you know, when WrestleMania, WrestleMania, it's it's already a star-studded event. So yes, it is. Lita there with uh, Trish Stratus, have them have one more WrestleMania moment, you know, and then have it be Becky and then put Becky on that, that Rushmore of... Because those two, when you say the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling, specifically from a WWE standpoint, those two are there. So that's kind of like you are building the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling and putting them on one team together. And then on the other side, there's Bailey too, who, yeah, you can put her there along with Charlotte, Sasha Banks, you know, like that crew. Um, I, I just think it's a way to honor Becky by saying, yeah, you're on a team. You're on the same level. As those two greats, those two Hall of Famers, those two legends of women's wrestling. So yeah. Agreed of these Rhonda and Shayna for the tag belts. Tim. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to the Tim King show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's happening. Those two are gonna go off to the tag team titles. It just it just that makes a lot of sense too. It was nice to see that Rhonda came back too, by the way, because she had been out for a while. I'm like, is she okay? Like, is she getting ready to disappear? Cause you know, her not being at Royal Rumble, you know, and then like the the SmackDown after she wasn't there again, you know. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she came back tonight, so that was cool. That was. Cool. It's not like I was missing her, so I didn't mind. Not seeing her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow! <laughs> wow! My goodness! <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Somebody wants to smoke around the Rousey. Not I'm me. Saying, I didn't. I didn't miss her presence. Okay, I just. You know, it wasn't noticed. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it wasn't noticed. I definitely noticed. Good Lord. Good Lord. All right. Let's talk about these chambers. We got the Elimination Chamber uh, coming up here next Saturday. Uh, the fields are set. So both the women's and the men's field are set. Let's talk about the women's field. Yeah. And just uh, break that down. Mm. So on the women's side, you've got Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella Mella is money yes so with that field and then on raw you had bianca belair 
show up and basically say, hey, you know, which one of you is going to step up and, and challenge me at WrestleMania? You know, I've been in the chambers before. I know how it is. And yeah, good luck to all y'all. But the winner gets me and, and gets to try to prove that she can hang with the EST and all that. She, she was spitting and, and you know, it was fun to see. But uh, yeah, like this field here. First of all, what do you think of the field? Do you do you think this field? Let me let me ask a kind of a brutally honest question. Go ahead. Are you impressed with this field? No. Are you impressed? No, fuck that. No. (laughs) Where's Candace LeRae? Where's Candace LeRae? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, Give me Candace LeRae. I don't need I don't need Natty. I don't need Tal. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Hometown. Bit bit pop, maybe. We don't know, Mm. but yay. But no, man. That's why she's there. I yeah, I get it. Exactly, but man, give me Council Ray, me a Yim. I was cool with that. One of them, you know, Mella. I get it. I get the accolades. SmackDown Women's Champion, Money yeah. in the Bank. The accolades, the reason why you're there, but somebody else, <laughs> just, <laughs> just someone else. Okay, oh well. So to answer your question, just I'm not impressed. I'm not. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So um, I asked that because I have a sense, I have a gut feeling about these things sometimes. And I'm, I was pretty sure that, you know, most people looking at this, if you've been watching wrestling for a while, you know, and you're seeing this crew, you're like, "Mm, there's like something's missing, you know? And honestly, looking at this, one thing is none of the four horsewomen are a part of this, right? You don't have Bianca Belair in this because she's champion. Right. So and then Rhea Ripley, who's also been killing it, she's already picked. She won the Rumble and she's already picked her opponent in Charlotte Flair. So a lot of the big names are out. Right. This group here, like this will probably be one of the first times where we don't have like all of any one of those names in a match like this. So it seems to be missing like some usual suspects, basically. But looking at the field, I'll say this, that the group of. Oscar, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Nikki Cross, I love. Like, I think those yeah. four right there makes a lot of sense. And they had already qualified. They'd already, like, pre-qualified. I honestly think um, Piper Niven should have been a part of this group. Oh, my God. I yeah, feel I like too. that that she right there like may have been a misstep mm-hmm. not having Piper Niven in this. I get it that Carmella was just coming back. And I'm not mad at Carmella being in the match, but I don't, I don't see her as a threat. And I know for sure she is not winning the Elimination Chamber and going against Bianca Belair again. Because no. we had a whole stretch <laughs> where it was just those two going against each other night in, night out. No. We've seen that to death. We're we know done. How that one ends. We're done. It We're is done. Decided. Right. <laughs> so I'm out. Uh, Natty, yeah, it's in Montreal. Okay, you're in Canada. You want to have her there. But I don't know, man. I'm looking at Shayna, and I'm thinking, okay, we're not going to have Ronda Rousey, which would have been another big name to put in this potentially. Shayna Baszler, the one woman who has actually beaten all of her opponents in Elimination Elimination Chamber, Chamber. now not even being in the Elimination Chamber feels a little bit off. You know, so in my opinion, if I was going to book this, no offense to Papa H, I get this in Montreal. (laughs) I would have said, I'm sorry, Natty, this You're ain't gone. happening. You're gone. And I, I would have put Shayna there. I would have had Piper Niven, and I would have had Shayna Baszler, and I think people are looking at this a little bit differently. Because those two, I feel like no one believes that Natalia 
and Carmella are actually actually have a chance to win this and go against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. I could see Liv Morgan. I could see Raquel Rodriguez. Nikki Cross to an extent, yeah, I don't really believe it, but her being there and just like the unpredictability of what she's going to do in the chamber she I'm serves all a in. purpose. Yeah. Right. And then of course there's Asuka, right? Which I mean, is there another answer? I know we're going to do predictions next week. I know that's happening, but is there really another answer (laughs) to this question of who's going to win this chamber? But Asuka, I'm just asking the question. I'm not making my prediction, but I'm just asking the question. It's a rhetorical question. (laughs) Rhetorical. (laughs) And we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Man, yeah. So the the four, the the elite four right there in the middle, cool. The two on the outskirts right there. It's it could have been. I, I would have said Piper Niven, and I would have said Shayna Baszler. That that's the way I would have went with that. Even okay. if you want to put Shotzi in there, you want to put Shotzi and throw her in there as a new face. You know, when you say Candice LeRae, like I'm, I look. You know, I love the the Gargano family. I yeah. love the Gargano family. I'm not so mad that Candice LeRae isn't there. I feel like Candace, she's amazing. She's great. But I'm okay with her not being in there. That's fine. But there clearly you brought back Piper Niven. You repackaged her as Piper, oh, yeah, Niven, Piper Niven. And yeah. she looked dominant in that in that matchup. I'm like, how is she not winning this? And then Carmella wins the way she did. It's like I just oh, and yeah. I kind of just grab my gears a little bit. <laughs> it grab my gears a little bit. I, I just, you know, no it, Mella is money, yes, but no, not over Piper Niven in that situation. And then, yeah, Shayna and, and Natty, they have their history. Shayna broke her nose. That's why she was away for a while, yada, yada, yada. I get it, but come on, man. No one believes Natty is winning this match. I don't care that it's in Canada. No, put Shayna in the match. That's another one. She was dominant for a while, too, in that match. And I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to build up Shayna again. But Natty wins. Like, ugh. It, it's, so. I, I just don't care about Natty, man. Yeah, I read. I rather had. I read. I rather had Piper Niven. Yeah, Piper Niven. I love that that talk she was talking right after the match. She was giving that little warning to Candice yeah. Ray and me again. She mm-hmm. was like, "Get in my way again." Yeah, <laughs> hey. smoke. Yeah, what you gonna fuck get? around and find out? That's right. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she talks so vicious. I, like, that accent with that dude. too is almost like a. The way the cadence of a of a of a Drew McIntyre, like yeah, yeah. you know, Drew talks with that authority and vicious. Yeah. Piper Nippers has that same talk, but just yeah, it's, it's, it's just a woman doing it, but it just sounds so fierce too. Yeah, no, nah, it's great. I feel like the the it's so weird just having her go from Dewdrop to Piper Niven. I feel like she's reborn. Like literally, it's just like perfect. Yeah, just yeah, right, exactly. You know, just seeing her, you know, and, and being able to call her Piper again, like it, I don't know, it just adds so much. But then the attitude change too. It seems like she she is taking this serious and being like, "Look, I'm I'm a problem. Like I'm a real problem." And I just I don't know, it, it just works right now. So shout out to Piper Niven. Should have been this match, but that's okay. You know, there's always next time. But she did big things coming for Piper Niven, definitely. All right, on the men's side, switch it up here. On the men's side, now this one is for the United States 
championship. This elimination chamber match is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. We got to this, this field is like, uh, yeah, yeah, this field is something. Nice. So we got, of course, the champion Austin <laughs> Theory. He's defending against you know what time it is. Oh, oh. Whoa. Whoa. Seth freaking Rollins. You got oh my god, Johnny mm, Johnny Gargano in this match for the United States Championship. Yes. Change that theme song, though, man. Change it. What's that? Change his theme song. That that new shit. They remixed it a little bit. You know, yeah. I would love to see them go back to the song he was using with the way. Like, just uh, use that one. Use that one. I don't even care. Either go with the original maybe. one, you know, or go with the the way song. This in between one is it's all right. It's all right, but it's okay. It's Johnny Gargano. I'm with it. Um, it's gonna be cool to see what superhero inspired theme he's gonna go with as well, because you know that's his thing. So. Johnny Gargano, hey, you're going for the title. Your first main uh, roster championship opportunity. I'm all for it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, making the predictions yet, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm all for it. My God, Johnny. Okay, I digress. Bronson Reed. Oh boy, this dude, man. I yes, I'm all about Bronson Reed being in this match. Damian Priest, who I, I I hope now Damian Priest understands this is not money in the bank and that this is Elimination Chamber. But that's okay, Damian. You in it. You won. You, you won the qualifying match. I like what he saw. You put on social media. He put a spin on. He's like, I'm just calling my shot for the for this for year, money, money in the bank early. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what that was. That's what that was. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Take the L, Damian. I know, right? <laughs> Take the L. Oh man. All right, and then you got. Man, the profits are up. Montez Ford qualified for Elimination Chamber. Wow. So I'm going to ask the same question. Are you impressed with the field? I am. Just, I am. Just no hesitation. (laughs) I am. I I love the potentials. I love the, the basically... What Papa H is saying, look at my new stars mixed with, you know, with, with current stars. Mm-hmm. Like potential stars. All right. Dude, Austin Theory in the elimination chamber. I'm I'm just I'm kind of ample to see what he's gonna do, how he's gonna because I I'm well, I'm not gonna mention I'm not gonna mention prediction. I'm just gonna say I'm interested in what he's gonna do and if he's gonna show some type of dominance in the elimination chamber. Bronson Reed, bro, just that tummy move. If he's gonna do it from from, from the, like, top, the top of the chamber, the chamber. oh man. Who's gonna take that? Who's gonna take that? Oh, he's gonna right. airball. Air <laughs> <laughs> Something's gonna happen. Montez. Montez, same thing. Yeah, his agility is gonna be nuts in this. He's probably mm-hmm. already practicing on what he's gonna do. And, you know, uh, Johnny Gargano. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, underdog. Don't don't sleep on him, though. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what type he's, well, you know, what type of mix he's gonna bring. How is he going to stand out from the crowd? Will the crowd get behind him, too? Because I noticed that he has some of a lackluster reaction from the crowd. So hopefully this will help from this uh, showing for the men's elimination chamber. And, of course. Who, who was that for? Was that Johnny? For Johnny, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the, the crowd is, you know, a little, a little somber when it comes to him for his reaction, man. So hopefully he just needs to wrestle more in front of the crowd. And I think that's can what help it is, out. honestly. He hasn't been around. He was hurt. For a while, I mean, we haven't seen him wrestle yeah. much, you know. Like, so I think that's part of it, honestly. And yeah, I mean, just it takes it takes time for 
the crowd to get that connection. The whole story with him and the Miz was really comedy. So that's not something to really and it was, a lot of it was Dexter Loomis. It wasn't really about that's Dexter Loomis Gargano. story, yeah. Right, right. He's just a supporting so role. Mm-hmm. It's coming. I feel like with Johnny, he just has this way about him. I mean, whether it's as a as a heel or as a face, he just has this way about him where one, the matches he has are fire. So you start to respect him. At least for me, what had happened was I kept noticing every time this guy has a match, it's like match of the night. You know, like he just has this way about him where he just gets match of the night, match of the night, match of the night. And then from but then it seemed like the crowd actually what was funny is the reason why I really got behind him was because it seemed like the crowd wasn't respecting that. Like mm. they were they were lukewarm on Johnny. I'm like, what the like this dude is putting in work. What more do you want him to do? So when he finally turned heel, I actually really loved it. I was like, yes, this, about damn time. Like I did talk your shit, Johnny. You know, I actually like, came around because he was healed now. Yeah. I became a Johnny fan. Right. You know, like, like, well, I was more so, I was already a Johnny fan. And even, yeah, you was already Tommaso Johnny Tommaso Ciampa thing, like him and Tommaso Ciampa going back and forth. And I was there when Tommaso Ciampa took the ring off his finger, spin on it, threw it off at, at the stage. I'm like, what the fuck? It happened right in front of me. And me and the crowd are telling Johnny, like, do it, Johnny, do it. He grabbed him, had him in the, I forget the, the, oh man, the name of the move, but he had him on his back and they both jumped off the stage and, oh my God, it was crazy. Anyway, so stuff <laughs> like that, the storytelling that he had with Tommaso combined with how great of his, his matches were and the crowd really not respect him. He went into that match with Adam Cole, one of our legendary debates. He went into that match with Adam Cole, get booed. He was getting booed. He's the face. And he was getting booed. Adam Cole was the heel, and everybody wanted Adam Cole to win. Should've but as won. that match progressed, they didn't care. They were more like, oh, my God, this is great. And then they started cheering Johnny Gargano. By the time, by the end of it, Foolish. everybody was on their feet like, Not yeah, me. this is great. Everyone loved it. It was amazing, except for you, but you know. Except me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I think it takes time. That the whole journey of Johnny and NXT kind of shows you like it took time for people to see what he was all about. And eventually they pivoted. He's got the charisma. He'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, He's getting a lot of camera time, but I think he just needs to wrestle too. Like you said, a little bit of the wrestling is what will get people to really see him and be like, Holy shit. You know, this is cool. And just make more use of the Gargano family together. Like Candice LeRae and Johnny together, their magic, you know, like the storytelling, the segments, you know, the stuff at their house that they used they to do at NXT. The way. Yeah, like the, the, the way. family is damn near back together again. Yeah. Indy Hartwell was at Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, Austin Theory is here. I mean, Dexter Loomis is basically another son, essentially. Like the family is here. You just need to go ahead and find ways to put the pieces together. <laughs> and we're there. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait. But overall, though, this, I mean, again, not getting into predictions, but excited about the field. I think everybody here is, it's very exciting to think about, you know, what they're going to do in the match. Um, I feel like you could see a title change in this. It is possible. At least I feel like the way everyone is being, the way everyone's stature is, the way that I look at Seth Rollins, the way that I look at Bronson Reed, the way that I look at Montez Ford, yeah. I see like, hey, it would not be crazy to think, could Montez Ford win this? Yeah, he could. 
you know, and then become United States champ. How crazy would that or be? Even Damian Priest, former or, United States, former champion. United States champion. There's something about Montez Ford though that people have been wanting to see this happen for a long time. That he has a singles run. This I think could be almost like a Kofi Kingston situation against uh, Daniel Bryan, where it's like this dude Ooh. here. Should we pull an audible if if it wasn't in the plans? If this crowd is going nuts for Montez Ford, should we just go ahead and do it? Uh, let's see how the and, performance is when it comes you know, to the nature chamber, man. He can he can be the he can take the spotlight. Let's see. It's I gonna be interesting, is, man. It's a lot of potentials. I think this is the beginning for him of potentially becoming a single star. I really do. I think this is this could be a star making performance that they finally say, you know what, next draft split up the street profits and angelo dawkins is not like done oh, if that bro, happens he, he's been showing out he's gucci raw. he is gucci when they split like he yeah. is perfect Dawkins is good yes. <laughs> right he's gonna be just fine <laughs> nothing to worry about bro hell nothing no. hell no <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah man that was that's elimination chamber both match set the men's and the women's side we good there <laughs> Let's get to it. Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Instant what? classic. I just do it on my side. Wow. Yeah, man. Get, get acquainted to that. Get acquainted to that man. Get acquainted. Yes. You, you the guy going to be my tribal chief? You? Hey. Hey. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Man, prepare yourself for that <laughs> uproar when people get mad. Why would you? He's perfect. He's the he's the spokesman. He's the face of the Oh man, nah, dude. So let, let's let's talk about what happened on Raw, right? So actually, you you go ahead and break that down, man. What happened? What happened? I'll let, I'll let you. Take, you know, this is you the Cody dude. This is all you. Do, but this, this is all. This has to do with the tribal chief I don't, now I too. I don't want my fingerprints on this, sir. I'm not gonna. It's already on there. He's on your side. I know He's that's that's that's. that's, that's I'm sorry, sir. Paul Heyman's on my side. Right. Paul Heyman's on my side. Flip this around. <laughs> but I'm sorry, sir. That's that's as far as I'm gonna do. As far as oh, I'm gonna just have my side on my side. I'm not gonna. You do that. So what I appreciated about this is when Cody said, you know, let's let's peel the curtain back. You know, because you had Cody, he came out at first, he was on, you know, by himself, and he he said a little something. But when Paul Heyman came out there and they started getting into it, Cody, you know, Paul Heyman was giving Cody his kudos and saying, you know, and, and showing the emotion for Cody's dad, you know. And and Cody said, hey, man, like, you know, let, let's, if we're going to pull the curtain, let's pull the curtain back and let's talk about it. And he talked about how, you know, when they had nothing, no money, no nothing, you know, uh, Dusty, uh, Paul Heyman, called Dusty and wanted him to do an appearance, you know, and they were going to, he was going to pay him a little bit of money and it was money that they, his family desperately needed for that. You know, he will always be grateful to Paul Heyman, you know, and Paul Heyman was, you know, it looked like from all day, he said, you son of a bitch, you're good. You're good. He was ready to just yeah, go out yeah. there and schmooze this man and make him feel good and all yeah, that, you know, set him up. Still yeah. So, you know, he said that and he got Paul Heyman and his feelings, you know, and he paused a couple times and I'm like, man, like, and it made me think for a second, like this dude, he, is he, is he breaking character completely? Like, is, is Paul Heyman really like, you know, just, is this a moment? Right. And it, and it felt like a moment. It was great. And the crowd was into it. Everybody was emotional. 
And then Paul Heyman, you know, talks about how much he really loved Dusty and just what he meant to him, you know, and he's just so proud of the man that Cody has become, all this and that. But <laughs> the line that he gave him towards the end of this whole thing was crazy. He told him, he said, you know, um, Dusty, you know, I can tell you from the bottom of my heart that he loved you and he was proud of you as his son and just whatever thought the world's in. But <laughs> Roman Reigns is the son that he wished he had. <laughs> Fucking, I choose violence today. <laughs> <laughs> he said, What now? <laughs> He said Roman Reigns is the son that Dusty wishes he had. Wow. What? Drop the mic too. I was and like, drop yeah, the a, mic. It was done. That, and Cody, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's a mic drop moment. You don't you don't need to say nothing dude, else. There's nothing that just so disrespectful. So okay, so Cody's pissed, obviously. You know, then he pushes up against Paul Heyman, gets him in the corner. He says, Look, all I want to do is win a wrestling match. <laughs> and everybody wants to make this personal. personal. So you tell your boy, you tell the tribal chief that come WrestleMania, I'm going to take his universal WWE championship personally. <laughs> then was done. I'm like, wow, man, that was crazy. That was crazy. Like, the whole segment, you know, there was a lot more to it as far as, like, the things they were saying back and forth to each other. But at the end of it, it just was, like, you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. Because it right there, good. what I just said, it's it's only a fraction of what had happened. But the key points to that for me was there is a lot of respect. Paul Heyman is coming at this like, hey, dude, I actually respect you. I think you're great. You know, and and the feeling is mutual from Cody. Like, there is a real connection there. And, you know, it was cool where Paul Heyman was saying, you know, your father is responsible for a lot of the guys that are here right now that are doing great things and this and that. He took them under his wing and he made them, you know, he he helped prepare them for this. You know, he prepared (laughs) Seth Rollins. You know, he prepared, um, who else did he say he prepared? Becky Lynch. You know, (laughs) he said he prepared the tribal chief Roman Reigns. That but guy. do you know who he didn't prepare for this? Who he didn't prepare? You. <laughs> he said he didn't prepare you for this. You're not Man. ready. You're not ready, dude. And you know, maybe it's because he wanted you to do your own thing and find your own way and be your own man and not live under the shadow of Dusty Rhodes. Maybe he wanted that, but then he went into the line about, you know what, you, I can say within a shadow of a doubt that you were his favorite son. He loved you and, you know, everything about Dustin is hell shit. Like, you know, but you're his favorite son. And he we he let it breathe. And he let it he breathe. Let it breathe. He, he see Cody reacting to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> man. Doing that little Cody handshake. Man, <laughs> Roman Reigns is the son he wishes he had. Wow, wow, just crazy, man, crazy. So here's where I'm at with this. This story. 
I was all in on Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. I wanted to see that happen, you know, even when just before Cody had won. Yeah. And when Cody won Royal Rumble, I'm like, ah, it's going to happen. It's going to be Cody and Roman. But part of me was still like, oh, Sammy. Sammy. And then I saw this and I'm saying, damn, Papa H, I just should not doubt you because the way that he's telling the story now, he's got me all in wanting to see Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Like, just emotionally, all the elements are there. All the elements are there for this showdown, this showcase with these two dudes. Roman Reigns, the dude that Dusty Rhodes helped prepare, build, groomed, groom in NXT. Like, he's a part of that, right? Is the champion and arguably the greatest champion of all time. Let's just go ahead and say it. Roman Reigns is the greatest champion of all time. Ooh, just say, say it. Say it again. Right? Just say, say it. Again. Roman Reigns is the greatest champion of all time. That's why he's the MVP. That's why he's the GOAT. The GOAT. <laughs> this yeah, is... storytelling-wise, everything he's been doing, it's just this right here, greatest champion of all time. Just go ahead and do it, right? And on the other side, this kid with this dream, the, the son of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty never won the big one. And he's gone. He's not with us anymore. And so many people have a connection to Dusty Rhodes, man. Everybody in WWE, you say the name Dusty Rhodes, it just commands so much respect, love, yes. and admiration. And his son, who was released... Went to Japan, bet on himself in the indies, made a name for himself, helped build the competition, right? Caused some trouble, as he said, to went out and caused some trouble. Then decided he was leaving AEW to go back to WWE and now wins the Rumble <laughs> and then is going to main event WrestleMania against... The greatest champion of all time. Oh, man. When you say that, it just puts a big smile on my face. Hey, man. It's just, you know, like, I'm a facts guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just what it is. Like, it's just, uh, the story is so perfect for night two, WrestleMania, last match. Finish the story is the slogan. Paul Heyman's got this admiration for him. The bloodlines got everything going on with them. Man, like it is, regardless of if you think he's gonna win, he's gonna lose, what you can't deny is this story has it all, right? The story has it all. It's just a perfect combination that really it it, it almost didn't happen. If Cody decides, you know what, I am AEW, I'm staying here forever. I built this place and I have everything I've ever wanted here. This doesn't happen, you know? I mean, you could argue that if Cody never got released from WWE in the first place, maybe Cody never becomes this, right? This That's true. This yeah. version of Cody only happened because he got released and he bet on himself and he, he rebuilt himself as this. He came up with the whole nightmare. Yeah, he yeah. came up with that because of everything that had happened. So now to, to come around, he comes back as this. And the crowd, what I noticed about the crowd is that, you know, when he brought up Sammy, 
yeah, there were some cheers, but I feel like the crowd wants the Cody match now almost as badly as they want Sammy. Like it's it's one of those things it's where even. they're fine with either choice. This is yeah, not like a Daniel Bryan, like we want Daniel Bryan. It's not Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Daniel, right. It it felt like this had the makings of that, but now seeing it play out, it's I think people really want to see Cody versus Roman. They want that match. And adding the emotion like this, man, it's so good. It's so good. So, yeah, man. And I, I, I just feel like. I thought about you. I'm like, man, he's getting sold. He's getting sold right here. I could, He's going to come on the show. Like, oh, I'm a believer. He's going to be your tribal chief. He's going to come with that all the enthusiasm. Look. And look, look at hey, you. Hey, man. Look at you. Big I, smile, cheese. <laughs> this is different, right? John Cena, you know, it's like, okay, he could break the record here, you know? And so that one was the closest to where I was like, oh, my God, this is happening because John Cena could literally break the record, you know? And there was so much about that and the way he was saying, like, hey, it just takes me to, you know, like, do this one yeah, thing and that's seconds. it. Yeah, three, yeah three seconds. That's it, right? Thank you. You know, so, but this one right here, one, him getting injured, too, also plays into this where, you know, he hadn't got hurt before. Now he got hurt. Like, there's a window where if you you don't want to risk, what if Cody gets hurt again before we're able to really capitalize on what we've created here, right? Like, he doesn't have that history, but I feel like that – that extra something too, like him having to come back from this injury in order to get ready and get back and healthy in time to make this happen is just such a perfect situation for him to just be the guy that does this. And if, if not now for Cody, I don't know when for him, I just, I feel like this is just a perfect combination of elements and I know, Devin, you're going to say Tribal Chief Forever Champ. I know it. I know Hell it. So yeah, this ain't for yeah. you. Ride or die. Ride or right. die with the Tribal Chief. Absolutely. But just prepare yourself because to me, the way I see this, I'm going to say it. And I'm sorry. Like, predictions are going to come for WrestleMania down the road. Yes. Okay. And Sami Zayn and whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's there's one thing that could it. happen to flip this whole thing, and that would be The Rock showing up. That's the one thing. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I think that it just seems – inevitable and undeniable that Cody Rhodes is the perfect person to beat Roman Reigns for the universal undisputed WWE championship. You are, it is decided. It is decided. <laughs> I'm noting the time so I can play that clip right back at you when the tribal chief stands top with both top. I'm like, hey man, look, I just, I believe it so much. And it's, 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 like, if it doesn't happen here, then there's no, like, who else? Like, who who does this? You know, like, no one else has a better story to be able to. The, the, Seth? The, the dusty connect. Not, not like Seth, this. He's not, he's not. So that story not being being able to beat Seth. Not, not like this. I think if he faces Seth again, he beats him. You know, I think he beats Seth now. Because to your point, like, he's never beaten Seth. So mm -hmm. if they go up against each other for the title. I would probably lean towards Tribal Chief winning that match. But with Cody, it's like, 
this is this is just storybook on storybook for a WrestleMania, like Dusty Sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, Paul Heyman being emotional about it too. Like it's almost like he kind of wants to see it happen too. But then he threw him with the yeah, you know. Roman Reigns is that, that he's the he's wise man. He's the wise man. <laughs> I'm gonna suck you in. I'm gonna play this game. Okay, emotional yeah. tears, tears, tears. <laughs> I relate. Cool. Yeah, it's just so it's so good. It's so good. The storytelling here is so good. It it sucks you in so much to 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 see the emotion. And this is this is great use of Cody's emotion. You know, like Cody usually gets into these these promos where he gets in this feeling. It's perfect. It's perfect for that. You know, and then yeah, Paul Heyman being the the wordsmith that he is, perfect for this. Yeah. Like, I just want to fast forward as much as I want to see Sami Zayn go against the Tribal Chief. I almost want to fast forward past that because now I'm like, you know what? Damn, Sammy, bro, no, he's not beating. <laughs> he's slow, not beating Roman Reigns because I want to see Cody Rhodes beat a guy to do it now. I do. I'm, I'm bought in. I'm patience, all in on Cody. young man. Patience. Patience. <laughs> Shout out to the chat. People who just staying up late with us. We got Tim in the building. That injury almost makes this story better if the plan was mania from the start, especially. Yeah. And the people can get bored of him since he wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of perfect, you know, because... Knowing how Cody is and knowing how much the WWE is behind him now, it may have been too much Cody. Because I remember when Cody, when they were showing those video packages, I was mad because they didn't keep it a surprise. And then yeah. I'm, I started yeah. feeling like, oh, man, like, am I getting – I don't want to get sick of him already. And am I already at that point? Because they kept showing him, and it just seemed so predictable that this was going to – he's going to win. He's going to win the Rumble. You know, like, it's just set up. So, um so, yeah, I think that injury really was kind of a weird blessing in disguise for the story overall. Um, yeah, this is going to be something, man, because I feel like one way or another, this is going to be a huge shock, right? It's going to be a huge shock for people. Either Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns and un- just ends the reign of Roman Reigns or the perfect story, story like fairy tale ending gets stopped by Roman Reigns, like, because that's what this is. This is the perfect fairy tale ending for Cody Rhodes. Just kill everybody hard. I have people crying. Literally, bitching. it is the most emotional. Who else? Who else this... be the face of the company? Who else? Right. Then? This will Who this will else? be one of the most emotional WrestleMania main events ever, ever. From an emotion standpoint, this might be the most emotional. But we'll see. I'm gonna pause on that one. I'm not gonna say that one yet. But this will definitely be up there. As far as like people caring and being invested in seeing Cody win or seeing Roman Reigns win, and one side is gonna be real upset. <laughs> it's just like, and one side is gonna be just on cloud nine, and we gonna see, we gonna see. It's gonna be interesting. Let's see that pin by the Travel Chief. See Cody Matt on the shoulders. One, two, three. Just see the crowd. Just let it sink in. Excuse me. Yeah, or yeah. that could be Cody after he wins, you know? <laughs> that clip you just played could nah. be Cody after he wins, too. Excuse me. Excuse me. I did it. It's for you. Trap <laughs> Chief all day. Oh, Hashtag man. Champ. Dude. Here we go. 
this is oh man, there's just so much to this. I could I could talk about this all day. I'm I'm so excited for that match. And Sammy, look. What is going to happen with Sammy? What's going to happen with Jay? What's going to happen with the Bloodline? Yeah, did you see SmackDown at all? I saw some of the highlights. I did see what Sammy Zayn was doing uh, behind the stage, talking with. Well, he, yeah, he met up with Jay uh, yeah. backstage. He was like, "Hey, well, I want to thank you for for you know for having me back like that." And and they actually shook up. They shook up. They dapped. Like what the. <laughs> fuck is this what the fuck is yeah, going on dude but you, that's a traitor dude. that's a traitor yeah i was so on my way home from work like literally i'm i'm watching I'm, i was thinking you would have seen it so i'm like okay i mean i'm gonna have a hard time not letting you talk about it you know on there because i want to know what had happened <laughs> you know did jay show up like what's going on right yeah, and so i'm like all right you brother. know i'm i'm making my way home and i'm watching this and i'm like Okay, so you know Jay does show up, backs up his brother. Then you know you got <laughs> Jimmy asking him, "Look, so you in? Or you out?" And he's like, "I don't know yet." Oose. Like they don't know, so <laughs> it's question marks, right? And Paul Heyman is lurking. He's lurking Yo, behind he's the lurking pillar everywhere. He's, <laughs> he's lurking by the pillar. Oh, <laughs> what do you say? It was like he was like you see him peeked out. You peeked right back in. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. Like who? Who was that? And he tells you, Jimmy. Who was that? He's like, yeah. was that? Was that your brother? He's like, yeah. Did he say anything? <laughs> oh man, nah. Like, oh okay. Huh? <laughs> you know, like he really wants to know. He's like, what's going on? Paul Heyman was a mess. I'm gonna he tell you right crying. now. He was Paul crying. Heyman was a mess because Sami Zayn. So I don't know if you caught this in the beginning when Sami Zayn ran up on Paul Heyman in the ring, and Sami Zayn broke it down to him. He said, you know. Usually, about a month ago, if I show up like this, Solo, Jay, Jimmy, everybody would have came down here and protected you. But now here I am, and I could have dropped you, you know, like a second ago, two seconds or whatever, and nobody's here. You know, so, like, what's going on? Like, it's only a matter of time. They know what I know, which is that all this shit here, it's only a matter of time before it comes crumbling down. As a matter of fact... Paul, you were just standing here a second ago talking about life after the tribal chief. He's like, even you know it. Even you know that the bloodline is on is on a clock. Tick tock tick. Mm-hmm. Don't you, <laughs> no, don't you say that. No, he's nope. on the clock. Nope. He's on the nope. clock. You know. And look, I'm gonna give you the timetable. Eight days. It's gonna be eight days. <laughs> he said, don't worry. He's not gonna like here, Paul. I want you to tell him something. Want you to tell the tribal chief something. You ain't got to worry about Cody. Because <laughs> I'm going to take those titles from him in eight days. <laughs> oh, man. If you could take okay. six You're not feet. that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. <laughs> Sammy was in his bag, man. Yeah, like, he, he was. was. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Sammy's beating him in Montreal. But that Montreal car is going to be. They're going to go nuts. They're going. Oh, my God. It's going to be insane. You think he I... come out to the original theme song? He should. Oh man, I, I please, please. Hopefully they haven't, you know, decided we can't use the old themes anymore. But dang, could you imagine? Uh oh, oh, 
Oh man, and the crowd just going. Oh, that gets me hype. That gets me hype, dude. Dude, just that alone will just make it. And then, yeah, what the fuck, Jay? What are you doing, dapping this dude up? This what Jay doesn't understand apparently is that they are recording all of this, and the tribal chief is gonna see that. Paul Heyman <laughs> just told Jimmy, "Hey, man, won't you?" You know, because you know, for league reads can't be in Montreal, so I like how they did this in a story perspective. Why don't you take the you know take the week off, sit at home, and watch the show? Because sometimes you can see more on television <laughs> than actually being here. And he gave like a few taps as he was walking past, walking by, walking away. Dude, man, I'm like Jay. Clearly, this is fuck. This is fuck, man. Like, there's no way. There's no way he's just like Tribal Chief is just gonna let this slide. There's no way. The disrespect. They were trying to call you for about what two weeks now because that happened on a two Saturday. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Then you just show up you in show the crowd. Up. Yeah, down since. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> what the fuck? We've been calling you. That's where you at. And then you show up. Okay, you win. And then you you dap up my opponent at Elimination Chamber. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you heard what Paul said. You heard what you told Jimmy. Hey, sometimes you see more on television. Message. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like Jay. I don't know where that one's going. I, 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 this is that, that whole thing with Jay and Sammy and Jimmy, because I really don't believe Sammy is going to win the title, but where is that going? Because it can't be that the Usos are going to fight Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn with that going on. Like Jay's fucked up. Like that's it. Like in my mind, he's done. He is done. There is no coming back from this. Hey man, you dapped up with a traitor, bro. Like we, that's how he's gonna see it. I call you for two weeks, two weeks, and you didn't respond. Fourteen days, sir. Emails, text messages, Sammy. You dapped up my. I'm fighting this dude for the title. I this dude hit me in the back with a chair. Solo. (laughs) He hit me in the back of the chair. He did the Seth Rollins. I was crying. I gave you the world. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you you the face. He was kneeling. He was like, I gave you the world. He was fucked up. The minute was so crazy about that scene too, watching it back. When he got hit in the chair, it's like, yeah, he was in pain. But then he just sat on the mat and was just like hands over his face. Because he was processing. Like, he couldn't. Re- he, he was so in shock mentally. Yes. He was so mentally fucked by that move. It was like what, like just PTSD, just just so much pain and like memories of the Shield and you know my my boy Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley ain't even here no more and Seth Rollins, you were my brother and you betrayed me. And then it, uh, my family here, it happened mm-hmm. again. This mm-hmm. dude again, again. Make some changes. Just some changes. I gave you the world. <laughs> for the viewers, Ooh. for the listeners, go to Royal Rumble after the KO. Yeah, because the match, it, it, it was yeah. cool. The match it was, was great. Cool. But the match was cool. But yeah, but 
the real show happened <laughs> after the match. Yes. And just seeing Roman just breaking down the biggest, ugliest cry face you've ever seen on this man. Ever. Right. You, you don't ever. think this type of man could look ugly, but he did at that one you freeze frame. <laughs> ugly. I gave you the <laughs> 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 Sammy getting jumped in the head of background. I gave you the world. I gave you the world. <laughs> My man was hurt. He, he was, was hurt. hurt. <laughs> he was hurt. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I love how the dude's trying to get out of the grip. And he's like, nope. <laughs> Right here. He's like, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah. That's what it's all about. This with Cody, that with Sammy and Roman and Jay. And hey, this is why we're here. So yeah, man. That's that's everything. That's every topic we got. Anything else to, to talk about, man, before we sign out? No, just great, phenomenal show. Shout out to NXT Vengeance again. Yeah. Just, if you haven't seen it, you know, great go show. watch that match. Go watch great that whole show. card. Just phenomenal cards. Like I said, shout out to the sous chef, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Work. Yeah. Yes. He made up for, what was it? Um, what was what was the Halloween Havoc? Halloween Havoc, yeah. He Halloween. made up for that big time with this. <laughs> big time. There we go. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and I love the <laughs> and I love the fact that it was in front of a live crowd again. So that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. It was a live crowd, like a live on the road crowd. On the road, bigger crowd. arena, I should say. Yeah, yeah. that crowd look look. It looked pretty packed in there, it bro. Packed. It looked filled. Like yeah, <laughs> for NXT, they looked like yeah, they they came for that. And they were chanting. It was very. It it took me back to takeovers a little bit. It wasn't quite a takeover. So as far as the grade, I never gave my grade for that, but I'll give it a I'll I'll give it a B for NXT Vengeance Day because takeover is the bar, you know, all, all the different takeovers and those things were yeah. perfect. Like match one through five was always perfect. So I don't think this was perfect, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It made me want to see NXT on Tuesday, and I did. I watched yeah. it. It did its job. Now the the WrestleMania weekend show that they're gonna do, stand and deliver. Oh boy, that right there might be takeover worthy if they do. This mm, I'm fingers interesting, crossed. Interesting. I'm looking for it to be takeover worthy. Yes. Looking to call your shot, sir. I'm calling my shot. I'm calling my shot, man. I I want. I'm rooting for this to be takeover worthy. I'm going to watch it. <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> Please don't let yes. me down. <laughs> Be a fan of NXT 2.0. Yes, I knew you come around. you come around. 2.0 is not a thing. It's dead. 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 My people in the chat. Chat people. 2.0. Get it. Get the ones up. Get the ones up with the 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> so desperate. Thing is dead. When black and gold died, I let it go. You can't let 2.0 go. And now black and gold is back. <laughs> let it go. I didn't tell let you to let go. it go. You let, let it go. go. <laughs> I did. Oh. I did let it go. I did. I did. But it's back <laughs> now. So hey, black and gold. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been just straight trolling. 
2.0 is dead. Uh, is Desaad? Is Desaad? <laughs> try to get, try to get Dom. No. I knew Dom was with me. Look on at this. that. He's, I don't know what he's talking about. This Desaad is <laughs> dead. I understand Desaad. it. I don't know what he's talking we about. We speak the same language. Nigerian psychos. <laughs> Some language I, see I don't you, understand. Dom. I see you. Desaad. What's the meaning behind dead. it? <laughs> dead. It's not that. Oh man. Oh man. Love it. Shout out to the chat. People who still in the chat. Bloodline brothers who still in the chat. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, man. All right. That does it. So thank y'all for being here. This has been great. This has been a lot of fun. Before we go, you know what time it is. As always, Devin, please tell the people where they can catch us. Yes, yes, all the time. I'm going to let the people know. And then I'm going to shout out to the circle of debate. Ivan, the professor. Shout out to having us on the Watch Along, the Bloodline of Podcasting for NXT Vengeance. It was a great Watch Along. Had a good time. So shout out to the professor. Ivan, the devious one for the hospitality. Yes, and be on the lookout. They got some other stuff happening over there. Yeah, shout out to Nick. In the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Shout out to Dom, Top Right Wrestling Talk, Rewind Wrestling Network. Yeah, shout out to Tim, the Tim King Show. There's some, there's some weird stuff happening going on. So check that out. Some weird stuff, all right? Weird stuff. But anyway, <laughs> you can always follow our social medias like the Ticket Tocky. Tick Tock, Tick Tock, Marines. Tick Tock. <laughs> Don't run the and I'm like, what? I should have said that. That was on yeah. me. That was on me. Oh, I gave you the opening. That was easy layup. Yes. Oh, yeah. TikTok. I'm like, here come Roman Reigns. And there it goes. Anyways, the Facebook. Shout out to the pillars of the Facebook group, Park Street Wrestling Community, the newly dubbed CSWC, Christian, Christopher, Spencer. We see y'all doing good work. Check out the weekly discussion threads. Monday Night Raw. Even NXT 2.0. And black and gold. <laughs> and Thursdays <laughs> for Impact. Yeah. Impact Wrestling, the second Man. best wrestling promotion when it comes to story. The disrespect. <laughs> and Fridays for SmackDown. All right. All right. Be on the lookout for those weekly discussion threads. We got our Instagram page. And of course, of course, about all the social medias you can find on the website along with the audio form of the podcast you can hear us and the video form of the podcast so you can see us our beautiful faces clarkstreetwrestling.com st for the abbreviation it's for your central hub your central hub for everything social media all right even merch too get your, get your damn merch yes yes hey hey it's a little brisk out there all right, you go up here in the Midwest. You're up here in Chi-Town. All right, get your Clarkie Wrestling hoodie so you can stay warm, stay toasty. Yes, yes, yes. But if you're down there, down there in Niger. Niger. Right? South America, Brazil. Brazil, Ooh. this is Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> down there in Australia. Shout out to our broadcast down there, broadcast podcast. All right, get the Clarkie Wrestling Beach Town. Get your beach Get your ass off that hot ass town. I'm serious. It's a bad look. If you do it, we're going to take a picture. We're going to get a trend. I'm going to trend you because you got your ass burned on some hot ass sand, but not using a Clarkie Wrestling beach town, okay? ClarkieWrestling.com forward slash tour. 
Oh, I just couldn't get the the, the thought of my head of someone trending because the guy (laughs) saying on the ass cheeks. Oh, damn. Hashtag hot ass Hashtag hot ass Damn right. Oh, man. You have fun on this show. Yes, sir. Getting the comments in. Getting that. Look, getting the the merchandise in there, too. Getting the plug. We see you, bro. Yes. Appreciate it. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's going to come. It's still coming. Bruce, yes, yes. Oh, man, yeah. By the way, yeah, circle of debate. You know what time it is. I mean, you know what time it is. You don't forget about you. That debate coming soon. Dub WWE. At this point, probably shouldn't do it because, you know, it's going to be a wrap. Because, yeah, yeah nah, nah. We, we know what time it is. I think I, you come over to the side anyway. So, it's all good. Bruce and Devin, the Tribal Chief versus MJF. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Let me see that. I'll referee it because, you know, I'm objective. I, I, look, I respect the Tribal Chief. I respect MJF. So I will ref that shit. Let's I can't wait to hear his points on the storytelling. On the, the storytelling. I want to hear these points. <laughs> I want to hear it, too. I want to hear it, too. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, that is going to do it for this week's episode. For <laughs> I see you, Ivan. I see you. For Devin. I'm happy. Catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. Hashtag Tribal Chief Day. Tribal Chief will prevail. WrestleMania 39. Hollywood over Cody. All right, get them ones up. Get them ones up. All right, circle debate. You heard my brother. Debate is coming. Ain't no, there's no debate. Nah, nah. Wait, no, no. You can see it on one subject. All right, but we're gonna get this debate. We're gonna lock it down there. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, you're gonna get this smoke. You're gonna get this smoke from my tribal chief of the various different recipes, Ooh. the cookbooks of storytelling. But I can't wait to hear your exceptional fast food of storytelling from MJF. Can't wait to hear the points on that. Good point, day, sir. <laughs> it is decided. We see y'all and get the ones up one more time. All right. Yeah. Tribal Chief Day. I'm out of here anyway. We's out.